This is Polykill, where two men, outnumbered by their games and at war with time, undertake the quest of defeating their lengthy backlogs. Please adjust your seat and prepare your ears for the banter of your hosts, Jake and Travis. Hello once again everybody and welcome to an all new episode of the Polykill Podcast. As always, we're your hosts, I'm Travis, sitting across from the freshly out of his 18th semester of college, Jake. How's it going, Jake? Uh, I'm alive, surprisingly. Uh, feels like I've been dead for a very long time and just kind of resurfaced, kind of came back to life. Regular old Lazarus. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, just full on lazarus it. Very uh, good. Yeah, feels good. I found out today that I got a B in that five credit calculus and trigonometry class, so... I'm very excited about that. That's that's good. That's yeah. good. That's a lot of credits for a single course. Yeah, it was way too much for one course. But hey, was, man, that that'll go a long way. B across five credits. What yeah. what are you going to do? Um, take more classes. Be excited. Yeah, yeah. take more classes next semester. <laughs> no, no, I'm taking one class, one three credit class next semester, and that's it. Then you're done. And yeah, and then you're officially a. Moving on to another degree. Moving on to another degree. <laughs> that's what school's all about. Yeah. Man. I've always been in college. It's, that's my favorite thing to do. Anyways, hey, we're Polykill, and we're here yeah. to tell you about today's show, which is going to be, as we've been saying before the show here, Jake, a big old girthy girl. Yeah, she's going to be rotund. She's going to be big. Buoyant. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah. Buoyant. You will float. Yeah, you, um, could, you could save a life with this if you were on the water and someone was drowning. <laughs> for sure. You could just reach for this episode. <laughs> Toss it out there. You'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, we got some big stuff. Now, the couple things I wanted to say, I didn't give enough attention to Brian's video last time. I yeah. wanted to point that out again. Brian made a funny video about Fallout 76. The intro of it is obviously my favorite part because yeah, it's so he good. apes us. Yeah. And it's great. It's spot on. Yeah. We, he had, there, there was no talk between us. He's just like, guys, I made a video. Can I put it up? And we're like, sure, man, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And it was a day or two before I got to check it out because like I said, I had a baby. You had a baby. And when I checked it out, I was floored by how accurately he could just do that. Yeah. And know? just how well it was put together just in general it's great it was good so good job there brian uh i feel like there was something else that was in the pipe for one of the two of us did you do anything no you didn't do anything i've done nothing i also didn't do anything so let's move on yeah um all right so if you're new to the show this one's weird yeah Uh, this is our we do this every year we talk about the regular shtick right we get into we get a little bit uh reminiscent we think about you know we podcast episodes for the the whole year mm-hmm. and then we break down our favorite games that we played right in 2018 and then we also break down like a 2018 game but right you know it's 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 our show and yeah uh, we don't all, we don't just exclusively talk about games that release in calendar year 2018 no. just, just games that we played that. in the year and you know this is a cross-generational podcast so we don't feel the need to add that constraint uh, for the end of the year episode either. Yeah, because I'm a millennial and you're you're what Z. I'm a zennial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So see, we're cross generational here. Exactly. So all right. Well, there's not a lot of radar going on. No, I think we're just going to whack that out, whack it off of the, uh, the old episode. Out. No, that's how you say it. Yeah, I just don't think there's enough there worth talking about. I'm not really excited about anything for a while. So yeah, we'll probably talk about a little bit more next episode. Maybe say. Calendar year 2019, what are we looking for? For sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but for now, uh, I'll say there's nothing on my radar. Yeah. But I've been picking up games. You have. You know, as you do. Now, hey, I don't get to go out. I don't get to go to flea markets. Right. You're not doing that That's anymore. That's how you say it, flea markets. Flea I don't market. get to do that. I don't get yeah. to leave the house. I get to sit covered in baby throw up with mm-hmm. my knuckles 
deep in like this mustardy cottage cheese poop that comes out of a small child. Yeah. And uh, don't really go anywhere, but hey, eBay said 15% off they did. tech. They said tech. And I was like, yo, does that mean video games? And they're like, sure does. And so I mm. waited. Well, I didn't wait because it was that day. Yeah, it was that. Yeah. Um, but I looked for anything that was closing out within the next 24 hours, at least by midnight that night. Sure. And I found a Metal Storm for the NES. Tell me about Metal Storm, because I saw you tweet that out like a braggadocious braggart. Yo, and man, this tell me about a it. big one. I feel like it might have been one of those games maybe before my NES um, enthusiasm Okay, that was maybe an overlooked gem. Now, since it's been discovered and people want it, but I think it was sort of a, a late era NES game that was actually good. Okay. That is also rare. It's one of those. Hmm. Um, it fetches about 100 bucks loose. Okay. And with this 15% discount, which also maxed out at 100 you couldn't pay for more than 100 Gotcha. Okay. Um, I actually, so max is 85 is what you're paying. Well, no, you could you could, uh, you could win a bid for 100 bucks, but and then you would... Yeah, well, max, you're right. Max okay. would be 85 You're right, you're right, you're right. I got gotcha. you. Um, but yeah, so I was, you know, and it applied to auctions. Okay. So I found oh. one that was ending. This one had a little bit of Sharpie on it, and Sharpie mm. ain't no thing. You can get that off. I can get that off. Yeah. And people just weren't bidding on it, and I ended up winning it. And with the fifteen percent discount, I got it down to seventy bucks. Nice. Still a lot to play for, pay, a lot to pay for an NES game. That's, well, you know, moderately fun, but it's a collector piece and still fun. Cool. So hey, Metal Storm, I'm in the club. That's a big win. All right. Yeah. Congratulations. Sure. Thank you. What did you pick up? I picked up two games. Um, I picked up Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, obviously this was kind of a, I don't know if you collect for switch, obviously you're going to get this, but if you are considering the only one that collects for switch, did you know that? I think I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, pick that up. I won't say it was on a whim, but it was kind of on a whim. Like I, I mulled it around for a few days and like, you know what? I just kind of want to play it. I want to kind of get in there and it's hot, get, get, right? my, get my feet wet. See what you happens. You like to be in the hot stuff. I do. I like the hot stuff. I like to trample around in it. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, one day, Brian and I were at lunch, and I was like, you got a minute? Can we just like go to GameStop, and I'm just going to pick this up? And he was like, yeah, that's fine. So like we uh, we leave Jersey Mike's, you know, and just ride on over to GameStop, and I just walk in, pick it up, and uh, yeah, that's my story for Super Smash Bros. Yeah, not I will a lot. say it's a shitty story. It's not great. <laughs> but, It's not hey, great. There, <laughs> happy ending. <laughs> yeah, I got Smash Bros. Uh, and then I picked up Into the Breach uh, on Switch digitally. I can't imagine digitally. this. Yeah, I can't imagine this is going to get a physical release. Uh, this is from the creators of FTL, if you ever mm. played that. Um, but it's For like, the love. No, faster than light. Fuck, oh, f faster than light. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, Into the Breach is a like um, grid-based strategy RPG-ish kind of thing where you're trying to like keep monsters from doing things. It looks really cool. Keep monsters from uh, doing things. Yeah. I don't want to talk back. about it too much, but uh, it, it's wildly popular. You know, it's only on a few things. I think it's kind of like only on Switch and PC right now. So it's kind of in a weird place. Uh, but it was on sale for uh, ten bucks, hmm. normally fifteen. Um, and then I had some of my um, Nintendo account gold coins stacked up there. So I think I got it for like seven bucks. So around half price what normally would be. And like I said, I can't imagine this was going to be physical. If it will, I'll happily pay whatever it is. But it's a um, yeah, these guys have never done anything physical, so. Not even sprinted nope. through their lawn. They've done no, nothing physical. Nothing they, physical. They failed their PE classes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that's what I picked up. I, yeah, I haven't picked up anything more. Huh? Yeah. yeah, I mean, 
you know, it's the time of year where you're buying things for other people. Exactly. And you know what? You will have another pickup because I have a gift waiting for you upstairs. Aww. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. I meant to hand you that before the episode, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. So I want right. to check on the resolutions. We've got sure. a final push here, Jake. And remember, yeah. I was lagging. Remember, we had a conversation maybe two episodes ago where I said, yo, it might not happen for Trav. I mean, I had to swap out game gear for Sega mm-hmm. Master System mm-hmm. for your blessing. Um, and let's get into that. So my resolutions were make five videos about my collection. Right. Did that done. Boom. Boom. Did that like in the first month probably. Yeah. Five fighting games. Went overboard. Got eight. Oh, shit. You know? Hey. And then beat a game on each of what I'm considering my obscure systems. Right. Which includes... The Game Gear, formerly the Master System, but I didn't have any beatable games on it. Okay. The Saturn, the TurboGrafx-16, Sega CD, and the Atari Jaguar. The Jaguar. Now, we'll say, Jake, a little spoiler yeah. coming up later on the episode, all I have left is the Sega CD. What? Yes. And I have a game picked out, so I got two weeks. Oh. And if I can beat it, then I accomplish all of my resolutions, which mean you might have to suck my... Wait, what was our bet? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I don't think we had a bet. I can't remember what happens if you lose, but what, what, where do you stand? Uh, I stand, so my resolutions uh, were to make five videos for our channel, which I think I've made six. I probably will make one more uh, before the end of the year. It's kind of like a Switch collection update. Okay, it good. won't be pickups because that would just be too much. It'll be more of like... The big hitters. Here, here's the big ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, of course, that uh, beginning of the year for six months, no buy games. Did that. No buy games. You did it uh, for just six months. For six months, right. Yeah. And I did that. six months. Co- co- accomplished that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, beat one of my major RPGs on my back. Mm. This, this is where it gets a little sticky because mm. I, I really am not close on anything, except for Fallout 4. Just do it. So that that might be my saving grace. I might just... just... I don't want you, you'll cry the whole time. I'll cry the whole time. I don't want you to... Wait, I still can't remember what, <laughs> what, the, what, what, the, <laughs> what the stipulations were. Either way, we're crying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so that's where I stand. I, I think I've got a decent shot of pulling this off because I'm not um, – well, well, Talk about some procrastination, though. We had a year. We had a year. <laughs> uh, long story, really short, I uh, in the next month, I'm going to be doing a lot of overnight work. Mm-hmm. So, like, during my little holiday break here, I'm probably going to start getting my schedule – Ready for that? My sleep schedule. Okay. Oh, so you're going to be so up a little bit th- later. There might there might be a, an opportunity for me just to play Fallout Four into the wee hours. So, nice. we'll see. Nice. We'll see. Well, good luck to you, sir. I hope that you're able to do it. I have. I mean, unless something crazy happens, I should be able to fulfill mine at this point. Very nice. And then, of course, next episode we'll be talking about our whole new ones. Yeah. Brand new happened? resolutions. Yeah, brand new resolutions. Yeah. But what happened last episode? Let's check that out. Previously on Polykill, as the year winds down, Trav and Jake settle into Red Dead Redemption 2. Trav finished off Spider-Man and Axiom Verge and loved both, while Jake spent most of his time as Arthur Morgan. The just beat it formula gets a new facelift before an onslaught of questions is hurled at the host from listeners including more six Mary conundrums, who is better fighter, and Christmas tree light preferences for the topic of Discash. Alright, so that was a good episode, Jake. Of course, we're both in to the cowboy way, of course, that story. Yeah. Woody, it was Woody Harrelson and Kiefer Sutherland. I think that's right. It's a good film. I love that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, of course, means that we're playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2. Correct. Last episode, I couldn't decide which I liked more, Spider-Man or Axiom Verge. Of course, that says a lot about my allegiance to retro-styled games. Sure. I loved both. Yeah. So, so much. 
that just beat it formula the way we do it here on the show is a little bit different we'll get into that a little bit later of mm-hmm, course mm-hmm. a lot of listener questions man and i love our listeners. boy that was fun everybody's so fun good questions too not really just good like ones. what's your favorite brand of ham which is hormel <laughs> but like no one's right. asking it yeah which no is cares. great yeah which I'm, i just answered it because i would kind of want to someone <laughs> you feel like the, no one's put ever that out there i thought maybe they would it seems like a low-hanging fruit what's, what's your favorite deli ham it's a low-hanging meat question yeah uh, spiral or, cut well of course <laughs> uh, if you're not cutting it with a spiral what are you even doing yeah for real I don't know so before we get into the games that we've completed which typically happens at this point we're going to uh, talk about people's favorite moments of 2018 which also helps us kind of remember you know because we've done so much you know and but also at the same time like it's kind of like when you're in it you don't really think about it like in, in a broader scope, you just kind of do the next episode, then you do the next episode, yeah. and you don't take a, a, a bigger look at the you know culmination of your content. Right, and things are a little different observed than experienced. I might Absolutely. not remember something I said, but it could have just come out good or funny. Right, or, or you could have made a tweet about a true crime novel. That happened today. <laughs> I, wish, I wish we had the tweet on hand, but I, I definitely called it a true crime novel. <laughs> Which in some ways it was. Okay. Uh, so uh, here were the tweets. So I said, you know, if you get, if anybody has any favorite 2018 moments mm-hmm. uh, from the podcast, uh, what are they? Let us share know. and share alike. Yeah. So I'll try to go through these fast because surprisingly there were a lot of them. So thanks to everybody who yeah, has a favorite you. moment thank and you. did just humorous by answering the tweet, which I'm right. sure a lot of you did because you're sweet. Uh, so Chad Brissetti at Jay Brissetti said, "Dream interpretations." That was off kilter 15 back in February, and I remember one that sticks out to me. And I can't believe this was this year. How I mean, was February? Maybe it wasn't. Maybe this was 2017. I can't remember. Do years happen? I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe it was this year. But we maybe he's room. using our rules for game of the year. I don't know. But I do remember one, and I'm not, I'm not going to go this in depth on all of these, but one dream that I do remember that still sticks with me that someone had yeah. was the black and white dream at the auction. Oh, right. Yeah, that one still was Still surreal as hell. Yeah. That was a great episode. So Good that, times. That uh, Pam at Josila underscore on the show a couple episodes back said she liked the love, Mary kill, especially when Spikes was an option, <laughs> yeah. which was, was quite a twist. That was fun. I'm I enjoyed putting those. that in there. Uh, yeah, I bet you did. Uh, Daniel Greenberg at Winterion says either the MacFest episode, because he was at Mac fest so i okay, guess uh, sure i guess he enjoys mac fest or the fond farewells episode which was when telltale died oh yeah 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 but they're gonna finish episode. the game i don't know if you noticed that but yeah well gonna yeah, as much as they can i guess yeah uh bill at stc pod says the photoshop contest that was big times and bill of course dominated it oh man it was amazing Derek, yeah and they were hilarious and they've been uh featured as my twitter avatars for a year now yep uh mighty q dog says uh, he liked live episode 69 which was fun. Mm-hmm. And even though Jake wasn't there, oh, live in Chicago. Also, sandwich talk. Sandwich he, talk was he fun. Asked a sandwich, sandwich question. Sandwich. James at RetroPixel enjoyed, 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 am I saying that right? Enjoyed? Enjoyed? Enjoyed. enjoyed. Why can't, is that word broken? It's, it's fine. Is it me? It's you. Okay. <laughs> he liked being a co-host in Chicago. Says, for a brief moment, I was somebody. Right before he evaporated back into a ghost, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no. No, James. It was fun, though. I like James being on there because he plays some weird games, and that just, that's fun. Yeah. People playing the same old games, not exciting. Right. James, he's going to get some weird stuff. Yeah. That's good. That's awesome. Duke at Retro Nonsense just says, live in Chicago. So that means he doesn't really care for you much, Jake. Which Seems is right. That's fair. Uh, Kevin at Buried on Mars, when he didn't die in the latest F, F- Mary Kill uh, uh, showdown. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I chose to marry Kevin. You did. Uh, Miles at Flock of Nerds says Jake's God of War video and okay. Switch pickups, and when Hoagie Briz was on, and the direction the podcast took in 2018, which I don't know which way that was. Uh, Hopefully not south. I think it's definitely south, but I think, uh, I mean, we, we reshuffled things. We reorganized and kind of like uh, honed our focus a little bit. I think so. Took out the trash. We're definitely a more confident pair of podcasters. I think so. And I think we, we you know, 
introspective enough and and you know uh okay with being criticized enough that we are like we know when something's working and when it's not true and we got to trim it out and we're okay with that absolutely so i think that's probably maybe what miles means i don't know though who knows uh, Caleb J. Ross says the game hunting stories. Musty Hobbit says when Trav whiffed on the IKEA assembly VR joke in Chicago, which I really did think it was a real game. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm, I don't have a VR platform. I don't know. That's amazing. Uh, Josh at Frantic Society says Gilda and underwear and horchachos, which are two of my favorite things that have ever been bred from this show. Hey, guess what the name of my horse is in Red Dead Redemption? Horchacho. Bro, chacho. Bro, chacho. That's true. Nice. Chris at Base Guy Six Five Four says any podcast where he's mentioned in the Just Beat It's, he admitted that that was selfish. And I admit that that's that's fair. perfectly fine. Yeah, <laughs> Cole at C underscore McAllister says he he quotes the episode episode sixty two when Jake Chaunchy Chaunched the Rage Against the Machine. Chaunch, <laughs> it's close. It's close. It's stripper music, whatever it is. Diego Avila says when Briz was on and got people to fill out surveys about us or about okay. us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Frankie followed it up with when Briz was on and talked about pissing in the back seat of the car <laughs> in the car lot, which also doubles as my favorite moment oh, on the God. podcast. Because he's never field. told us that story before. Com- no, completely. That was the first field. time we had heard it. I loved it. So hilarious. Go back and listen to that. That's episode. Boy, that's a long time ago. Off kilter sixteen. Was it the last off kilter? Did we close that with Briz? I don't remember. I don't remember. Fourteen or sixteen. I mean, we couldn't get any better than that. Uh, no, we just closed. Might it as down. well kill it then. All right. So that was a fun little segment. So moving into yeah. completed games or games that we've retired, moved on from. I guess I'll keep talking because I got a whole bunch. All right, you so, got a lot. Yeah, uh, I knocked out two Sonic games on the game gear. I lumped two together: Sonic Hedgehog, Triple Trouble, and okay. Sonic Labyrinth. And I'll just say Triple Trouble, easy, not memorable, don't have much to say. Labyrinth, kind of a pain in the dick. Very weird for a Sonic game. It's okay. a 3D. It's almost like a Sonic's 3D Blast on the Genesis, but it's on the Game Gear. Gotcha. You speed around. It's clunky as shit. You mm. can't control it. You collect three keys and then fight a boss. Sounds like Doom. It does, but it's so not. <laughs> I left okay. out some details that would dis- that would uh, separate it from Doom. Okay, but yeah, that's that Sonic Lab. I mean, I played a lot of Game Gear. Uh, Batman Returns on Game Gear. Nice. Surprisingly, as it's almost exactly as X Men Mojo World and like how bland it is, mm-hmm. but a little more challenging. Okay, and that's all anybody could ever say about that. Sure. Okay. All right, we'll move on to the two Switch games that I beat. Okay. Mario Tennis Aces. Yeah. I'm with everybody else. Big Meh, right? Big man, yeah. and uh, the, the the adventure I, mode at least, yeah. sure, yeah. yeah. And I did mechanically; actually, it's very fun. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I actually just to get because I thought the adventure mode was so man that I was like, mm, I didn't feel like I got enough of the game, so I went through the tournament a few times with some different characters, cool. got all the cups and stuff, just to nice. And then I was like, ah, this is where the fun is. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I mean, it's is it worth sixty bucks? No, no. It's it's easily like thirty at most. I would say forty is what the 40, lowest they would okay. go. I, I could see that because there's a lot to it but either way yeah i mean the fun in that game is not the adventure mode it felt very tacked on i know and um i like that there was one because i wanted credits exactly but for you know mario tennis on the 64 the tournament was the credits right it was kind of like mario kart right i'm okay with that too same but the story like man have i ever cared less about some dialogue in a game boy no one cared about i skipped that. that shit so hard yeah i just saw at one point like luigi looked like a mummy right and like some guy on a ship was mad at me. And I'm like, do not, do not care. Yeah. Why Don't is care this? About any of this? Yeah. Anyway, Runner Three also a little man. Yeah, that's what you're saying. And I've, and, I, and that's honestly, honestly, Jesus, that's honestly the consensus I've heard is that it's yeah. just not. It didn't have the same, you know. Um, There's a few things something. about it. One is, um, I mean, still like 
fun in terms of it's a platformer that is almost like Rayman with the music mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Like that's still cool. Yeah. But I'm thinking about Bit Trip Runner Two, which I played less than two months ago. Finished it off. You sure. played it this year. Yep. And the perspective is always the same. Okay, mm-hmm. in that you're looking at uh, you know horizontally. You know, doesn't shift. Um, it's like a, almost a 2D platformer that appears in 3D, 2.5D mm-hmm. platformer. Um, all of the things that you do, like you can be so good at the game at some point, you can feel like you've earned your stripes that you can breeze through a level first try, get it. Okay. And you're like, wow, man, that was awesome. Like I'm really getting good at the game. It felt really good to beat that. There's also a lot of levels in Bit Trip Runner 2. There's like easily over 100, right? It goes on forever. There's, there's like five a, yeah, worlds. There's five or six worlds, and, yeah. And a lot of bonus stages that are hard, but the difficulty isn't like so jarring. Gotcha. You feel like you can do it. Yeah. Three's so different. Like everything I just said is different. Like for one, the perspective shifts constantly. So like you'll it'll go into a three D mode where you're behind him, and then it'll zoom out, and then like it's almost like it's trying to think of gimmicks to trip you. Literally, bit trip runner. Sure. But it becomes less about skill and more about like, okay, so you died here, so now you got to start all over again and remember that this thing happens last second. And it's like it's constantly trying to find ways to be cheap versus uh, being like actually hard and like you. It's like skill based. It's more gotcha. Okay, it's frustrating in that regard to the point that's like it's not fun. I just feel like I'm getting an inch further just to mm. you know what I mean. I, I don't know if I'm making sense, but it's more frustrating than the other one, which felt good to beat. Um, also, fewer levels. It's only got three. It's only got twenty seven levels. That's very small. Very small. A few bonus levels, but they're so jarringly. Um, they're, they're so much more difficult than the levels that are around it. I feel like in the in Bit Trip Runner 2, if you went to a bonus level, it was just maybe a little bit more difficult than where you were in the game. Right. But in 3, it's like out of this world. Like, you basically have to beat the game and then go back to the beginning and do all the bonus levels. Ah, uh, okay. Um, in, in You know, just in general, I just found it a little bit more frustrating. Like, they tried to do a lot of things that were cute with the perspective shifts. It's still pretty and everything, but... In terms of like being a, a platformer that's kind of skill-based, kind of like almost like a meat boy or something where you feel good beating it and you're like, wow, I got so good I can finally beat this level. It just felt like it was constantly trying to like swat you down. Mm. Didn't okay. Let you, didn't let you feel good about beating it. Gotcha. So that's where I'm at with it. You might enjoy it. You mm. might not. For me, it wasn't, give it a shot. wasn't quite two. I just yeah. like two so much. Two's great. You know, your game, the game that you beat. I'm going to go ahead and take these last two. Go for it. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. No, run been, with it. I'm sorry I've been talking a lot. That's fine. I'm sorry, but I, the last two games that I beat were f- for the resolutions. Okay. Uh, I knocked out a TurboGrafx-16 game. Nice. Uh, one of the few I actually have a card for. The games are expensive on the TurboGrafx-16. I have an EverDrive to play them all, but I was like, let's beat a game in the collection. That's the point of the resolution. Of course. It ended up being Pac-Land, which is ass. <laughs> But as it's a Pac-Man derivative, I assume. Or yeah, so Pac-Man okay. is actually an arcade game, uh, I think, or at least it's it's created as one. I never actually saw it as an arcade game, but it feels packaged as one. Uh, you go uh, left to right or right to left as Pac-Man as a platformer. Okay. So not Pac-Man like getting the little mm-hmm. nuggets in the screen. You're going left to right by houses and shit, getting pack nuggets and beating shit up, and it's weird. Okay. Uh, Infinite continues, get you through. That's handy. Some high scores, don't care, but that's why I think it's arcadey. Mm. Uh, I think it doesn't end, mm. but you can beat, there's five levels to select. I beat all five, and then it just keeps going. I beat the five that they gave me. That's good I enough. kept going a little bit. I said, hey, I got this. Yeah. I beat that game. I didn't feel good about it. I'll tell, I'll t- actually, there's more coming later in the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't feel good about beating it, but I beat it. Got it, got the resolution. <laughs> I beat it. Yeah, but I beat it. Yeah, I beat yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, oh. Hey. 
And then uh, Fighting Vipers on the Sega Saturn. This is a fighting game, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Fighting Vipers. Right. There's no Vipers, though. You don't pick snakes and fight, which that could fun. have been cool if I wasn't petrified of snakes. Of course. Uh, it's actually just people. And uh, But it actually felt cool. It was like one of those... Uh, it also like Virtua Fighter. Okay, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like that era. And maybe a step up from Virtua Fighter, which was like a... Uh, I think it was a release game on the on the Saturn. So this is maybe a year later. Well, not even a year. I don't know when the Saturn died. I mean, it's like four months later. Okay. <laughs> they added some art to the polygons. Uh, it's not bad, though. I, I, you know, I don't... Whenever I play a fighting game, it's never like the best game I've ever played. Right. But it's definitely not the worst fighting game I played this year. And I played some shitters. Uh, like Shamrock, you played some shooters. Yeah, I played Samurai Showdown <laughs> and Kasumi Ninja, which are maybe the worst two ports of any games ever. Okay, uh, so Fighting Viper is not bad on the Saturn. Cool. Uh, so I got through that. Very nice. So there we go. TurboGrafx 16, Saturn, all wrapped up. Jake. Yeah. So you, now you wrapped up a total of seven since the last show, right? Games. Was that seven? Did you count that? I don't know. I'm just guessing. Uh, it's a one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, that is true. Okay, that is true. That's impressive. It is. Uh, you know, a good number of those were, were portable sit down upstairs of course. With, the, with the baby and. And uh, knock a few games out when she's snoring. And yeah. The other two I've managed to get away for a little bit at a time to play a shitty Pac-Man game in mm. a semi-shitty fighting game. Okay. So, you know, I'm not making the most of my time away. But, of course. Uh, of course. We, but we, we, we got you, those do, you do what you do. Yeah. You, you got those resolutions there. Yeah, baby. That's what it was all about. I mean, I'm on the push. I'm on the push. You're on the push. I got I got to gotta beat uh, one more game. One more game. You got this. I, I'll do it. So, I beat a game. Talk about it. Yeah. Talk I, about it. I beat a game. I'll shut up now. <laughs> so, uh, as everyone knows, I've been pretty well absorbed by uh and into red dead redemption 2 and this is a a fun kind of situation where i was not i had very little hype about the game coming in i i just kind of didn't care rockstar has never made a game that i felt like was for me i felt like i was you know kind of trying to get in on the hype that everybody else was in you know like with grand theft auto series i like them don't love them i kind of missed the boat on the original red dead redemption um so, like, I wasn't super hype about it. Eventually, I think it was one of the gameplay videos that Rockstar released prior to the game's arrival that kind of hooked me. There was something in one of those videos that was like, oh, okay, I think I get this now. This seems cool. Uh, anyway, jumped into the game, and obviously it took me a while, but I beat it. Uh, I think it was 88 hours of total playtime. Um and and that's not just rushing the story. That's ex- that's, oh, that's experiencing yeah, that's, as much as you that's can. That's taken a lot in. Uh, I didn't take everything in, but I took a lot in. Um, and all I could say is like this thing is a work of art, and it's so it's so relaxing to me. It's like a Zen game for me. Uh, like you know, being working uh, as well as school and just life in general. And sometimes it's just you need a nice little getaway. And that's kind of what this game provided me over the last month or so since I've been playing it. Like, uh, I don't know if I brought this up on the last episode, but it doesn't matter. I uh, decided that I was going to play one night and I was like, I've only got, I'm not going to play too long. I'm not going to advance a story. I'm just going to go do something. And then I made the decision that I was going to go on a hunting trip. So I'm at my camp. I load up some cold weather gear on my horse everything that I need. And then I, I never fast travel in the game. Um, so I don't even know how, yeah, every time I try it's locked. So I just, <laughs> yeah, you got to upgrade Dutch's tent and then you can upgrade your tent <sighs> using the, I've been thing. horse sprinting everywhere. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a fine way to do it. Uh, but anyway, rode up to, uh, to Valentine. It was dusk when I got there and put my horse in the stable, let him take care of it. Went over to the saloon, had a bowl of beef stew, a <laughs> okay. cu- couple of shots, went to the hotel, took a bath, 
and then rented a room, got a good night's sleep. Got you get up the lady at dawn. to help you in the bath. I did that one time. That one time. That one time. She helps every time. Yeah, but you get a stamina boost if you wash yourself. What? Yeah, so that's why I always just wash myself. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of um, boost do you get from her washing you? I'm I sure that no, you get a boost. It's some kind of boost. <laughs> um, but yeah, next morning, get up, get my horse, and just ride up into the mountains, find a nice uh, lake in the mountains, set up camp, and just stay up there for like two game days um, and hunt elk and caribou and moose. And Now, how do you store all those, those skins? You can bring an extra horse. Oh, you brought an extra horse. Yeah. You, let a hor- you, yeah. you tie a horse to a horse? Yeah. And you know you well, you can it. lasso a horse. And lead it. So you're on your horse and you're leading the other horse with the rope. I didn't even know you could do that. And yeah, that way you can pack more. Yeah. Wow. So you're like yeah. a real cowboy. Yeah. Like, and, and that was just like, that was like a three hour experience. And it was just the most relaxing thing because I was just kind of planning out what I was going to do and, you know, tracking the animals down. It was just so fun. And everything and, kind of worked as you planned. Like, nothing really fell right, through. Nothing, nothing really, you know, uh, went haywire. But yeah, finally beat the story of that game. And obviously, I'm not going to discuss the story. Uh, but all I can say is it, it was one of the most genuinely moving, surprising, well-written stories that I've ever been a part of in terms of like media, like movies, games, TV shows, books. It's so damn good. So slow burn though, and which is okay. It's, it's a good. slow burn for the first three chapters. Once you Payoff hit good, once though. you hit chapter four, you will not want to stop. So, and I think that's designed uh, on purpose to let you kind of roam around. Uh, right. early on because that's kind of the impetus, right? Like once you get to Horseshoe Overlook, they're like, go make money. Yeah. So that's kind of your your green light to just go dick around and, and figure out ways to bring in money. But like once the story starts picking up steam, you like, I just could not bring myself to do anything but follow that story. And uh, goddamn, it was good. That's crazy. So, yeah. That's crazy, man. Well, you spoke very highly of it. Now, yeah. we, I want to ask you because you have that um the Game of the Month, the Cartridge Club Game of the Month podcast. Right, was on that cast. It came out, uh, just released. You can find it on iTunes, Cartridge Club, the Prime podcast, Red Dead Redemption. Uh, does anything, would you take anything back from what you said on that podcast? Or no. would you add anything <clears throat> substantial? Um, I don't think so. I, I think that, you know, at that point, I think I was, I just completed chapter three in the story. So, like, my, I was enamored with the mechanics of the game, but not the story at that point. Um, I liked the story. It was fine. But like from that point on is when things just kind of, you know, I fell in love with it even more, essentially. Huh. Yeah. All right. Cool. I mean, I like it a lot. Um, you're saying I'll love it more in about 40 hours. I mean, depends on how much more you dick around. But like. I do. I do like to dick around. Um, if I if I can interject a little bit here. Go. Cool. Because I, I, you know, I have, I've been playing it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I get caught up in, like, real dumb shit that I want the game to be. Like, mm. I like looking for treasure. I gotcha. I get a treasure map. I'll do that for 10 hours, one map. I'm, like, comparing rocks and shit. It ain't easy to pull up that treasure map either. You can't no. just, like, go, you got to go through the fucking menu. Right, you got to do that. And I got to look at it, like, 30 times to compare it to one rock. Yeah. A whole day of that for me one time. <laughs> just like, nah, well, that, I mean, would they... Would they draw the exact number of trees in the map? Because it's, it's like, I see six, but there's only four. But that rock looks close. <laughs> like, and that was a whole thing. And I died so many times just like trying to scale up a rock because it's not Breath of the Wild, but I wanted it to be for a minute. Yeah, you and can't. 
I tried that. I was like, maybe if I throw dynamite at this rock, like gold will shoot out of it. It no, didn't happen. That Killed happen. myself too yeah. close. Um, but yeah. but things like that happen. Like I dick around, but um, I don't make any progress in my dicking. <laughs> Not successful. No. Yeah. It's like I, high school all over. <laughs> I think that just the, the the parts that I I love about the game are the the dynamic world, a very cared for curated kind of world where like there's just so many things to do and just most of the time things work as they kind of should and um it's yeah it's so detailed one thing i will uh, i'll add to this and i won't talk about this later in the show we'll just get it out of me now go that it's hot you're talking about it yeah uh for red dead uh i do like the and they're scripted a lot of times, a lot of mm-hmm. the, um, and not even side quests, just the environmental shenanigans that go on around you. Oh, right, yeah. And I feel like uh, Rockstar invented that with like some of the GTAs a while back, and then um, uh, the Witcher team, what is that? CD Projekt CD Red. CD Projekt Red yeah. uh, really w- took a step with Witcher 3 in the way that they handled it. Of course, yeah, yeah. And then I feel like Rockstar responded with like, hey, we can have these dynamic sort of things that just happen to you. And some of them are so good. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, at the beginning of the game, and I think this is a scripted one, you pass a guy at this one fork in the road who's like trying to rehoof his horse or something, mm-hmm. or not rehoof, like reshoe his horse, yeah. and it just fucking kicks him in the head and obliterates <laughs> yeah. him. Like, that one's hilarious. So that's like immediately in the game, they're scripting like, this game's mm-hmm. fun. Right. It's hilarious. It's yeah. not all serious. And then a little bit later on, playing the game, I was just kind of, you know, uh, traipsing through this area where they're doing some logging. And this tree, did you do this one? The tree falls on the dude. Just right in front. And that's crazy looking. Yeah. Like the giant tree falls right in front of you, and it's so awesome. And you got to deal with that. Like stuff like that's so, so. Yeah, I responded terribly to that. Oh, what did you, did you shoot the guy in the fucking face? No, I was trying to. to Catch the tree? No, I was trying to lift the tree (laughs) off the man. Uh Uh-huh. But um, I guess it just wasn't properly aligned and just grabbed the closest guy by the throat and started choking him. <laughs> so, yeah. I like uh, being reminded of how bad at this game you are and you still be it. <laughs> yeah, I was really bad at the game at the start. There's a, there's a trapper somewhere with a bullet wound in his chest, yep. just a shotgun just a <laughs> wound in his chest. And some guy but, somewhere uh, that got murdered by a tree and you strangled his best friend, made him watch. While he was yeah being crushed by a tree. There's there's a, a fun little detail that I, I found... Um, and for all of you that are maybe still playing it, if you double tap the L1 button while you have your main revolver out, you'll do a little spin ah, and holster it. Nice. And after you just like kill like eight guys with Deadeye, and then you do that at the end, it just it feels so good. Very cool. Yeah. Also like your trick about holding in. Does it start to bring yeah. up the map? Yeah. That, that's that's a lifesaver. Yeah. My ex- I don't know if it's an Xbox thing, but my mm-hmm. Xbox like... I'll say it again. It feels like I'm running my fingers through a swampy ass crack every time I do. It's so slow and murky. Like it's so laggy. Everything yeah. I do. So like going through to like hitting start, waiting like a split second for that menu to come up, then hitting start again. Like is that an Xbox thing? I don't, I don't know. know. Does like your pro do we got an X or yeah. whatever. No, it's pretty responsive. I mean there, there's it's obviously loading a lot and you can tell that it's Yeah. But no, it, it's super snappy. I just wonder if Red Dead's a little too big for the britches of my OG Xbox It may be. One. It may be. But it's it It's a swampy menu system. It's, the game itself plays fine, but... Right, right. Dude. It, and But yeah, to your point, I understand that. Um, but gorgeous game, too. Just gorgeous. Now, Jake, 88 hours, and you've only given us a little bit. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about how much you love it. What would you compare it to? 
as as a game, mm-hmm. your experience, like movies, like where where does it rank for you in terms of like media you've absorbed ever? Your music guy, where's it at for you? Well, in general, I, I yeah. And this might come up later again in the show. We're doing like a whole end of the year perspective, right? But since we're talking about it and you love yeah. it, yeah, like. It, I think there there was a lot of things that I really enjoyed about the character of Arthur Morgan, who is the protagonist of the game. Sure. Be- because, yeah, exactly. Uh, there's... Out of the damn way! <laughs> uh, there's so many fun things that you can do as him. He's kind of funny. He's... Um, but you can tell he's a little frustrated. Like, he's a little, you know, not at odds with the people around him, but he's he's... Wants to do something and wants to accomplish something and he wants to do something right. He's kind of trapped in this gang a little bit. Exactly, he feels mm-hmm. a little trapped, and he's kind of you know like a, a lieutenant to Dutch in the gang. So he's got answering to Dutch, but also trying to get all these other people to do things. And I really like the dynamic of kind of being second in command versus being in command because like in, in any game where you're in command usually what can happen at least from a character perspective or how i perceive them is like you just want people to do what you say or you want to play the game in a way that you're just like this benevolent person but kind of being in that kind of middle middle management position where there's this tension between what is being told and then what you're actually having to tell these other people to do is a little different and it feels like you'll have a conversation with Dutch and he'll say one thing and then you'll hear him tell everyone else kind of what he told you, but there's a little different spin on it and you kind of get to see how like this whole leadership dynamic works. And I think that's really a cool place to tell a story in a game because most games don't do that. It's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I also think it's more relatable. Like, yeah. especially for me myself, I'm in that position. I'm not the highest. I'm not the lowest. Exactly. And I've, there's we, a lot of times where I've got to do that exact thing. Yeah. You, you got to tell people news they don't want to hear. Um, because you're not making the actual decisions. And yeah. I think it's a really cool place to, to exist in the story. And, uh, one, I love the setting. Um, I love the, I, uh, the, the wide open space, the, you know, the gorgeous swamps and the big city. And it is, it's just, like, um, uh, terrestrially. Is that a word? Yeah. It's very, uh, good. Yeah. yeah, it's very good about its transition. Yeah, it always feels natural. It does. Yeah, it is a it is an art. If you can't if you can't stomach a rock star narrative, if you don't like the shooting, right? You think the quest structure is predictable? It's still a work of art. I don't think anybody could deny that. Oh, it's a beautiful yeah. game. Yeah, I mean that's the one thing I'll, I'll never argue about with people. Is, yeah, the the quest system, the the game design of itself is a little archaic. It's you know here's a point on a map. Yeah ride to that point on the map and get told what you're going to do, do the thing, and then go back. Um, and it falls short of a lot of that, um, a lot of the impetus for exploration. Mm-hmm. Like, you can enter most dwellings. You can. And you can find stuff, but whether or not it's interesting is right. sort of, you know, it's it's not quite uh, RPG level. It's not no. quite like an art. It's not right. like Skyrim or anything like that. You're, and, and that's okay because it's, you know, yeah, not I mean, every dwelling in the West will be interesting. Right. And but I it, did find some really interesting, weird, and cool shit. It's just fewer and far between. Right. You just, that's kind of the joy of it is like, there's a bit, and I think I brought this up on the, the podcast uh, that I did with the Carters Club. It's like, you, you've probably had those interactions where you're trotting along the road and someone is just writhing in pain on the side of the road and they've had a snake bite. And you go help them. Um, that happened to me three times. The first time I helped the guy, gave him some antidote. Later, I saw him in town, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you're the guy that helped me. Uh, you can go get anything you want from the gunsmith on me." I was like, "Cool." 
And then I see another guy and I do it. I'm like, and he does the same thing. He sees me later and he's like, cool, you can have anything you want from the general store on me. I'm like, cool. And then I see this lady riding on the side of the road and she's like, "Ah, I've been bitten. I was like, okay, so I hop off my horse to help her. And then as soon as I get off my horse, she stands up, puts a gun in my face and six guys come out of the woods with guns and kill me. It's like, so they do this little bait and switch thing where it's like, they, they, they reward you, reward you. And then, ah, fuck you. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the way the houses are for me. Like sometimes there's nothing, sometimes there's nothing, sometimes, nothing. but every once in a while I find something really interesting. So it kind of keeps you wanting to keep, keep to exploring. It, yeah. 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 I mean, we could talk all day, but it's not, it's not a Red Dead Redemption podcast. It's not, but, but uh, there is one out there if you want to listen to yeah, it. Exactly. It's pretty good. All right, Jay, are you ready to move on? I wanted to give yeah. you the spotlight there because it's a big one to beat. Yeah. All right, let's move into the hashtag Jeff beat it. Beat it, beat it, beat it, beat it. Rando tweets and the beat it's now. Big beat list here from, and I didn't even, I just realized I didn't come up with a funny thing to say. <laughs> you didn't. I didn't. Uh, CC Portable at CC Portable Unite had the most beats over the last two weeks, and that's because, they, hey, I believe it's Curtis, he's got a job to do. He's got to beat these games because the game of the month for mm-hmm. Cartridge Club Portable was Capcom Classics on the PSP. That's a helpy. A lot of games. He's got to beat them all. Yeah. 15 of them. It's crazy. Uh, he beat a few here. Quiz and Dragons is a thing. I think it's a, maybe okay. an arcade game or something like sure. that. Uh, Forgotten Worlds. Mm. I know the port on the Genesis is good. I want to get that. Captain Commando. Black Block. Black Black. Black Tiger. And the Avengers. So he beat all those. Very nice. There. And uh, I wanted to give some honorable mentions. Okay. Because there were some people that did beat a lot of games the last two weeks, and we were doing this whole thing where we're not highlighting everybody anymore. But I still think Catherine beat a lot of those games as well. Catherine okay. at K underscore song. And Chris R at BaseGuy654 also got a wealth of beats. Nice. And a lot of them because of the uh, extra live stream that the Cartridge Club did. Very so, cool. So good job, everybody that was involved in that as well. also want to give a shout out to a guy who, Jake, he's been tweeting. He's been beating some Ace Combat games for like going on two months. That's and I've incredible. seen it climb. One, two, three, eight, nine, ten. And then there's actually an Ace Combat Zero. This dude's beaten almost every... I don't even know how many Ace Combat games there are. There's a bunch. This guy could like pilot a commercial liner now. <laughs> like he, he officially is in the Israeli Air Force. Oh, yeah. And that's Tezrect on Fold, who I will from now on just call Ace. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's some dedication. So good job, uh, Tezrect Unfold. Now to some key tweets. Key tweets. Tweets that, uh, you know, uh, pretty interesting about the beats. I'll go first here, Jake. Uh, we have Church at the underscore Game Grinder. Has his own podcast. Check it out. Mm-hmm. He says, it took me longer to beat hashtag Rush of Blood than it probably should have because this game is pretty short. I ran through all normal and didn't have much issue. The ending was an anticlimactic, but the gameplay was a lot of fun. As my first horror VR game, I enjoyed it a lot. Hashtag just beat it. Just beat it. I think that's pretty cool. I think that's, uh, I think if I'm not badly mistaken, that's uh, from the Until Dawn universe, which is a game I still want to play. Is it really? I didn't yeah, know that. Okay. I think it is. That's great. Yeah, I, sure. I definitely want to get more into the VR experience. I want mm-hmm. to get more of the horror VR experience, but I think it's important, and he pointed out here, I want it to be a short experience. Yeah, it doesn't need to be protracted, I at least at first. Sure. Now, and a lot of it's because I don't own a VR device. i got to go to someone's house to do sure. it. But also, too, like, I, just playing some of those horror VR experiences, being on the edge of that long, if you know, when, it's, when you have a control in your hand and it's your TV, I feel like I'm playing a video game. Obviously. Right, but the whole right. purpose of VR is that it puts you in there, and I yeah. can't feel on edge that long. I get like I gotta stop. You get anxious. I get anxious, yeah. and like, you know, a, a game that's maybe an hour, hour and a half long. I think it's perfect yeah. for me personally. So I'm I'm okay with it being short. Yeah, I'm with you. On uh, that. Where do you, do you yeah. agree? Mm-hmm. I probably would never play a horror VR game. Though. I'm a big big pansy. 
I, I also I will only play one if someone else is in the room. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I might get scared and start like punching someone's <laughs> lamp. <laughs> nice. Just happened. Sorry about your lamp, Brian. Uh, all right. So uh, Jeff the Duke Little at Project UEFF eighty five. That's Jay. Project That's a Jeff. J. Okay, that ran together on my screen here. Project Jeff, maybe file. I'm so sorry. Just beat it. Riddle Corpse's EX story mode is done. I've enjoyed this more than I thought. Tough, crazy, and fun. Riddle Corpse's EX. Right. Now I'll, I don't know anything about this game. Well, I put this here because I wanted to know if there is a band named oh, Riddled Corpses. There probably is. Now, what was the last one you listened to? Are we allowed to say it on the show? I mean, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> what, what was it? It was a uh, Rotting Christ. Now, is that a good band? I like them. Ska, am I right? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, I'd never heard of Riddled Corpses. No, so I didn't I, either. No, I, that's... And the screenshot here, it looks a little retro. Not what I expected. Yeah, I feel, I'm getting a, a different kind of feel for it than I uh, would, would think. Because I feel like it's almost like one of those like PS2 era try hard goth kind of action games right. you know with those like really shiny polygons yeah like that's what i'm seeing in my brain but this you know this kind of looks like SimCity one to me so i don't know all right mm-hmm. uh lastly flock of nerds good old friend miles at the flock of nerds podcast he says he really enjoyed shadow of the colossus this is close to a perfect game jake that's incredible what do you think it's close to a perfect game do you think it was red dead redemption 2 it's close Close to a perfect game for you. I mean, for it's, me. all, it's yeah, all it's subjective. subjective. The okay. perfect game for me, though, you are, everyone should know what that is. Yeah. Fucking solid black. Ja- <laughs> God of War, man. Hide the wiener. Oh, God of yeah, War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you might have just spoiled the, end right. of the show. All Hello. right. Uh, well, I'm surprised that Shadow of the Colossus, and I'm sure this is the remake. It is, yeah. Because this is Blue Point, because they're the ones who did the remake. So being close to perfect, because mm-hmm. I thought it was just okay. But hey, did you play the remaster? Then I didn't. But I thought, like, how good of a remaster is it to make a game that I thought was meh into like a perfect game? Like that's well, great. That's fair. You know. Did but you hey, like, I'm glad. Did you like the story? I thought it was an interesting game. I really, I was really marred by the glitches that I experienced. That's fair. So I, I actually would like to play this. Uh, cool. Remaster. See how close to perfect it actually fucking is. All right. If you want to be close to perfect, Caltech has you covered. Caltech is making robots and shit. We at Caltech, and we don't work for Caltech, so technically not us. But the Caltech folks are starting to specialize in autonomous systems for agricultural problems. You can't get a carrot in your mouth? Hey, call Caltech. Some projects (laughs) we've worked on, and again, that is the not us we, the they we, worked on in the past include assisting Virginia Tech in an international robotics competition in Abu Dhabi, not where the Burj Khalifa is. Consulting on an emergency medical software communication system used in emerging countries and helping Travis beat Double Dragon 2 and 1. Technically both. Yeah, both of them. Uh, there is no software development project too big or too small. Drop Caltech line at info at Caltech if you're interested in working together or curious to learn more. That is info at cowden.tech and caltech just re-up for 10 more episodes even though they've not heard the last <laughs> well, 30 no. no he texted me today he said he heard it he said he was listening to, uh, was he really yeah to which episode i don't know he just uh, said he wanted to watch me play red dead now so, oh so a recent, recent yeah okay very cool all right well hey that's cool yeah Hey, if you like what you're hearing so far, Jake, what should people do? They can go to polykill.com where you'll find pretty much everything that we do. Up until October, mid-October. Yeah, you should update that. (laughs) Uh, You can search Polykill Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube to find us there. You can reach out to us on the forums of cartridgeclub.org. 
And currently, the game of the month for Cartridge Club Prime is DuckTales, and for Portable, it's Capcom Classics Remix on the PSP. Uh, you can drop us a line or ask us a question or share any idea that you have about the podcast at the email address, polykillpodcast at gmail.com. And if you like what you're hearing, you can rate us on iTunes or give us a thumbs up or a plus button or whatever positive interaction you can have with a static piece of software about this podcast. We love it and appreciate it. And now it's time to transition to the ground game. You got yes, anything? Yes, 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 yes. Now, hey, we talked about the waste management folk. Turns out they don't listen to a lot of podcasts. It's a lot of Molly Hatchet. Okay. And they shut us down at every turn. Every they were turn. not interested. They okay. were not interested. In fact, uh, my trash guy, uh, which I call him that now, uh, <laughs> flipped my can over into my yard. Oh. And I watched him do it. It wasn't the wind blew it after he left. Oh. He flipped it into my yard and then also kicked the recycling can on the way by. He's not even the recycling guy. That guy had to deal with that. So, That's crazy. So, like, talking to them is, like, just flirting with disaster a little bit. Oh, they're not happy people. Who would have thought? So, hey, I have nothing else to say about them, but I will say for the next group. Now, it's getting to be ho, ho, ho Christmas time, Jacob. It is. It is. Now, I know you're sitting there. You're wearing your Christmas hat. You got, uh, no, the one in your pants. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I know you got one on. (laughs) And uh, your stockings. Um, Well, that's good because mall Santas, now this is something interesting. Okay. I was on my way to happy hour yesterday. Yeah. My wife granted me a free two-hour ticket to leave her and the baby at home to suffer while daddy went to drink with his friends. (laughs) And uh, so I was cruising downtown the old pickup truck. And I I hadn't driven in months, and I forgot how to drive. Okay. So I'm merging on to to our our highway here, and I got a little too close to a car. I didn't see it. I thought I had I was free to merge, but it turns out there was a car in my blind spot. Almost mm. ran him off the road. It was a mall Santa. <laughs> I know this because in the rearview mirror, guy wearing full Santa garb, flipping you off. Well, this is the thing. He was sweet enough to wave. He waved like, "Hey, come on in." And then I waved back like, hey, I'm sorry. Then he passed. When he passed, I waved and said, you know, I'm sorry about that. And he, he gave me a nod and a wave. Very sweet. Uh-huh. Mall Santa. Wow. It warmed my heart that someone who has to go sit in a chair in a right. mall and hold, just have a lap full of hot piss <laughs> for hours and hear about bullshit kids want. Right, yeah. It's probably all Fortnite. I want you know a it is. Fortnite toothbrush. I want a Fortnite watch. I want a Fortnite blah, blah, yeah. blah. I don't even, he doesn't know what a Fortnite is. He was driving a... 92 Ford Tempo, and I almost <laughs> murdered him. But he was kind enough to wave, and I think this guy. You get up there with your kid, and I, I you know, I, I got a kid. I'm not, is it too young to meet Santa? Sure. You know, I can't do it. But if you got a kid that's old enough to go to a mall Santa, the the worst job for what? Do they get paid? I don't know. I don't it's know. not enough. No. You know, the Salvation Army Santa probably gets a kickback because he probably still some of the, the you know times out of the bucket. This guy, you know, he's just sitting up there getting his picture taken all yeah. fucking day. He's got to wear that smile. And uh, maybe maybe when you're up there, be like, hey, man, hey, uh, here's my kid. You know, hey, he's uh, probably wants a train or some shit. But probably, dude, what's your, back, what's your podcast game like, though? <laughs> what are you doing in that four tempo, like, when you're not saying anything? Yeah. Are you, like, a long-haul trucker? Probably. Yeah. Got the beard. I mean, who else has that beard unless you're, like, you know. It's easy top. What are you yeah. doing? Uh, so, yeah, let them know. Because I think those are the people. Well, they can tell the kids, too, right? I know, right? They're like, listen, you're not getting, you know, a fortnight. You're Whatever. Not, yeah, you're, you're getting, getting a, a Fortnite basketball. Yeah. That's stupid. That doesn't exist. Probably exists. It probably does exist. But yeah, let them know because I think, you know, they're, like Jake says, they're communicating with the children and that's that's where Polykill needs to be. Right. With all the shit we say on here. <laughs> Any kid old enough to meet a mall Santa is good enough for Polykill. Yeah. All right, we stuck in the law. Oh. 
Uh, I didn't. I, I restocked it with Sonic CD. I don't okay. know if I said that earlier. You that's, did not. That's my game on the Sega CD, Jake. If okay. I beat that one, which I think I can do in the next two weeks, I fulfill my 2018 resolution. I don't have to suck your. What were we? What was the? <laughs> <laughs> don't have to do it. Whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is good. I think I got it. Okay, um, sweet. We talked about Red Dead already. We did. Yeah. Only other thing, Breath of the Wild. You're talking about. Yeah, that thing is. Uh, it's got you a little bit. Dude. Now I'm not. You know, it's easy for me because I'm playing them simultay. Is that, a, is that how people say it? Is that go French for it. For go for it. Go for it. I've been playing them simultay. I've been playing uh, Little Red Dead when I go down. My house is laid out. My game room is downstairs. My boner dungeon. It's downstairs. Right. That's where I keep my favorite cat and my bar and my booze and my TVs and my collection and, and everything sack. I love. It's where I keep the podcast room. Jake stays down here. Everything yep. down here is great. Upstairs, shitty diapers and my wife. Now, I love both of those <laughs> things, too. I didn't mean to have that tone. But, <laughs> but up there, also the switch to keep me sane. Sure. You know, baby goes down. Wife goes down. Somebody's asleep. Guess who's going to break the switch out real quick? Yeah. Try to get a little bit in. I can't just run downstairs and fire up Red Dead on my immaculate-ass... 2008 Sharp TV and my Can't. first generation Xbox One that just coughs whenever it loads up Red Dead. <laughs> no, I got to be upstairs with that Switch, girl, and the Switch doesn't cough. Now, we'll say my battery life's kind of shitty these days. I don't know. I'm playing it on like no screen brightness. I have the volume down. I don't know if that helps. Right, Breath of the Wild is a big battery suck, though. Okay, good. It's not just me because it's like two and a half, three hours. Yeah, two and a half hours. Is okay, max. okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Thought maybe I was going to have to get a little warranty. No. <laughs> okay. You're well, uh, so. Like, it's, you know, find the free time, get out that Breath of the Wild, breathe on it, yeah. get wild with it. And I've been doing that. And the first time I play, I feel good today. Is it apparent? It's good. I like <laughs> it. I haven't seen you in a long time. <laughs> I love you, little son of a bitch. No, um, I haven't played it in a long time. And I was really, I, I was really behind this game. Like, when it went ahead, I, didn't, I hadn't played it or Horizon Zero Dawn, but people were putting it together and I was pulling for Zelda. I'm like, I hope Zelda's a better game. I just want it to be so good. Sure. And, uh, and they both ended up being great. Right. But, like, I just wanted it to be so good because it's Zelda. Like, that's that's why I'm in this podcast is because the Zelda there game. There you go, yeah. The original one. That's the... But when I started playing it, man, I there's a few things I didn't like about it out of the gate. I don't like runey shit. Mm. Is that, I don't like things with runes that are colorful. I don't know why. That seems like a cop-out for, like, wow. imaginary technology. Okay. Like, oh, look, it's got fucking runes and shit. It must be <laughs> alien. must I be smarter you. than me. I don't know. Overlook that. I know that's nitpicky. <laughs> that I was really nitpicky. I told myself I wouldn't bring this up, <laughs> but I just, <laughs> I just don't like that. Uh, also, just it's um, it's imposing as shit. Yeah, there's you feel small. It's daunting from the beginning, yeah. and it is a lot like what I remember. Now, the original game. Uh, I ended up mastering at some point in my life by age like ten or eleven. It was my favorite game. It was the only Nintendo game I had for a long time, uh, and I started to find those connections. You know, like, okay. you know, it's it's apparent at the beginning. You go, you talk to a guy in a cave at the start. Right. It all starts there. But, like, this one's way more, you're way more lost. You're, you don't know which way to go. Things are much more dire. And, like, every corner I turned, I was just dying, Jake. Like, I just, I was to the point where I was like, I only have two quests. Mm. It was, and both of them were the end game quests. It was like, right. defeat Ganon and find these four things. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I tried to get to, like, a tower to unlock a map. I got my ass kicked. I was like, ugh, I'm just... Am I not good enough to be a Nintendo game? And and then it, I was like, all right, let's just regroup. Let's just do some quests. Let's just go not do a quest. You know, let, like, you know, go to a town, talk to everybody, see what I can get. And it started building. I started like, oh, okay, I just wasn't patient enough. I was trying to like run through the game, mistakenly. Mistakenly, for sure. You can't, man. It's too big. Yeah. It will 
fuck you up. It will. It will. I don't even. I, I, I told myself I cut back on the fucks this year. That was my thing. <laughs> but it will. It'll yeah. let you down. And uh, once I finally got a little bit of progress and I got a little bit better and like, oh man, I got sucked in hard. Sucking real hard, so I'm loving it now. Like it's awesome. I, I won't compare it to any other game. I think it's unfair right now, especially. Yeah. You know, for me, like when I'm thinking like best game ever, I have a lot of recency bias. I'm thinking immediately. Uh, Red Dead's amazing. Super Spider Man was amazing. Breath of the Wild's amazing. They're all fucking good. What a time to be alive. Yeah, exactly. You know? So that's yeah, where I'm at. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, loving yeah. Red Dead. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm loving Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm loving them both. Yeah, blah blah blah. All right. Yeah. Go on. I restocked the log with Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Now, I was, uh, once again, way behind the curve on this. I think the last Smash Bros. I played was on the N64. Uh, so if that tells you how into the culture I am, I know it's got a massive following, Evo documentaries, all that shit, but I uh, always was behind all that, never really cared. Decided to pick this game up, and basically on the um, information that there is a a decent amount of single player content in the game. There is the world of light adventure mode that takes around 20 or so hours to complete. And then there's like these single player, uh, like run throughs, like each character has like their own gamut. They have to run through. So, that's a lot of single player stuff to do because the the adventure mode, the world of light takes around 20 plus hours. And then you've got an event, like a single player mode for like 70 plus fighters. So there's a lot there for me to digest. And I was like, let me just get into this. Let me play it. Let me see how I like it. And I have to tell you, it's a goddamn love letter to Nintendo and to video games in general. And I love it for that. Um, it's so fun to unlock new characters. The, the world map for adventure uh, the adventure mode, the world of light mode. It's like this big overworld map. It kind of reminds you of like a, an RPG map from like the 16 bit era. It's like hand drawn 2d, very flat, but there's these paths that you can take. And on the way there are fighters that you'll be fighting. And the way they keep it interesting is that they have these spirits, um, that are collectible. I think there's around 1200 spirits that you can get. Wow. Uh, when and there's a collectible, I love when there's at least 1,200. 1200 exactly. Uh, but they're all, all these spirits are characters from games. So it can be anything as, in you know, like... Like a little enemy or something? It can or? be an enemy. It can be like a character from the Metal Gear Solid series, something from Final Fantasy. It can be something from... Any Final Fantasy? Well, mostly, yeah. Like anything that's recurring in Final Fantasy. Okay. Um, and, you know, just tons of different things and they all have each of these spirits have their own boosting stats that you can kind of assign to your fighter to help boost them like if you if you start with a character from i don't know one of the um like there's a there's a samus spirit that you can get i'm trying to remember which suit it is that you get but anyway it helps you area uh no i don't know know but anyway like some of the levels have like a lava floor and this will help reduce the damage oh. of your character. Things like that. Um, but yeah, so like they'll take the 70-ish fighters, and then they you can multiply that by 1,200 to see how many different possibilities there are of different matches that you'll have. Jesus. So there's a lot. Um, and you unlock the fighters as you go. It's just a super fun time. And there's like lots of little management things that you can do. It kind of feels a lot like a fighter mixed with a kind of like a card game because you can stack the spirits and they can like boost your stats. Like you can, you know, and then there's like this whole um, rock, paper, scissors thing. Like the each spirit has their like a, I think it's guard 
block an attack. So there's like a rock, paper, scissors triangle with that. And if you're fighting someone else that has a guard, you don't want to fight with guard. You want to fight with something that beats that. So like there's a management there. So interesting is like everything you've told me has nothing to do with the fighting. Right. Uh, And then there's these little, uh, little adventures. You can send the spirits, some spirits that you're not using on like to dive into caves or to uh, do like fight training or to dive into like these little explorable areas and you they send them off in like real time so it's like if you send them off they're going to be gone for six hours you can't use them for six hours when they come back they'll bring you treasure they'll be leveled up things like that like like, like assassin's creed almost like back in the day sending an assassin out and he'd bring you bring in stuff recipes for bombs or something like that yeah and that's exactly what this is and you send like four at a time out and then they come back with shit for you to do what about amoeb support there is amoeb support how the Meebs do? I don't know. I haven't done any of that yet. Uh, no Meebs? No Meebs yet. Um, I do they unlock it. characters? Do you know? Or? I don't know. I honestly haven't even looked at that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just so much to do. And then there's, there's all the stages are available from the beginning. And there's like 102 different stages to Jesus. fight on. Jesus. So, and like they range from, you know, the classic stages to, um, I think one of my favorite stages is one of the um, towers in Breath of the Wild on the Great Plains. You can fight on top of that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really cool. That's pretty um, cool. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's also a lot of fun to just kind of burst play. Like, it's fun to play for long periods of time, but it's also okay if you only play it for an hour or 30 minutes because you can hop in, do a little spirit management, go through a few fights, unlock a fighter or two, and then you feel like you've actually done something and are okay with stopping if you want to. Have you played online? I have not yet. But you're still having fun with it, so that's good. I'm having a lot of fun with and it. There's a campaign mode. So yeah. And or an adventure mode? It's what called adventure. Called? It's it's a campaign, but it's like an adventure. Because essentially this force traps all of the fighters <clears throat> in the game and makes kind of like dark versions of them, and you have to beat those to unlock the, the real one, and then you can use that. Oh, so it starts with you only have Kirby because he managed to survive. And you use what man? He's just a pillowcase full of farts. How can you defeat that? You can't. You cannot. Exactly. So then you start as Kirby, and then you can start unlocking things, and you can use anybody that you've unlocked in the campaign after that. But like, it's just one of those things where it's so cool. But it's such a video game because, like, something I told somebody the other night was like, it's so bizarre because, like, I was fighting four Wario's. They were on motorcycles. I was playing a solid snake and I was on top of Peach's castle throwing grenades at him. It's I've like, had a sex dream with that exact <laughs> same premise. So, like, there's just, it's so fun and uh, I'm having a good time with it. That's cool. I, um, I would have never cared about this game. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, I got Smash for Wii U mm-hmm. and I thought it was pretty and cool and a lot of different characters which was fun the amiibo right. support was fun there was a little bit of an addictive loop there but i was just so bad at the fighting mm. i never felt like i really grasped it at all i, I kind of was button mashing all the way through but okay. you're saying this is better at kind of training you ground up you maybe you feel better you're better at the game uh, i really don't know because i haven't played smash in ages i don't know where i would say that i am skill wise pro controller i do play with pro controller yeah um but i have also played like lying in bed with the yeah. handheld mode and it's fine too huh. so yeah i'm having a blast with it very cool i mean like i said i, I would have never even given this game a there's second so many look. little easter eggs in it that i think you would like i I'm sure you know yeah i'm sure i mean it's it is a fan service game 100 oh, percent. that's yeah. all it is it's a fan service game disguised as a fighting game yeah evidently now disguised as a card game with a map i mean yeah it, it's got all the pudding for cloud stripes in it it's like they got Crazy. with blizzard over the summer and we're like hey how can we like the crack cocaine that you make how do we make it <laughs> So I mean it's cool. Uh, I don't, yeah. you know, I don't know if I get it, but it sounds more enticing than it once did. Fair enough. Hey, 
Jake, are you ready? I'm very ready. Dude, 2018 is long. Yeah, it's very long. Was like it this the episode. longest year ever? It's crazy to me that Black Panther came out this year. Yeah. The movie. Like, it, I was sitting there thinking, like, that's at least... That was this year. Holy crap. Yeah, it's crazy to me, Jake, that Brian's piss in the back of a car story I happened know. on this podcast in this calendar year. Uh, you know, go, I was looking at some of the... I was looking back mm. uh, to this year. Uh, Diego was on this year. That feels like that feels so long. Ah, it does. Um, we had uh, you know, Leaky Horchacha was in May. We had Chicago. We had Frankie on. You know, it's just as a long year. It's hard to believe we got all that in, and we we were still doing off kilters. We did, we did three off kilters this calendar year. That's and, crazy, isn't it? You know. And they might come back. Who knows? Who does know? But <laughs> we probably are the only ones that know. Yeah. So we shouldn't say who knows. Uh, one of us knows. But you know, it's just it's been a long year, Jake. And I won't I won't belabor. We're getting into the end of the year superlatives. Yeah, we are. And it's again the games that we've played. We're giving them superlatives. Right. It's like your high school. The best people in the world didn't go to your high school, but some of them won things like. Most likely to be president, and they're a manager at a Blimpy, which is fine. Blimpy's a great sandwich. Right. But they're not president. Right. Even of Blimpy. <laughs> so <laughs> so I'm just saying, we're, our pool isn't your 20 year, it's not every game ever. Right. We're, We've missed a, a lot. Our experiences for 2018, we keep track of the games we beat and play. That's what this is all about. We're not journalists. We're, and we don't ever want to be. Exactly. We are a shoddy two bit. Two bit piece of podcast <laughs> and uh okay all right so games that uh we've beaten now I, 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 there's another I, I, it's like we're not going into the completed games the games that we've beaten this year right the total number total number yeah jake you had a pretty good year compared to your previous year i did yeah i had a, a slight increase slight increase now you do have a tendency to play the big old honkers when you get them i do and you play them and play them and play them but you don't beat them Right. That's the that's the difference. And I'm not being disparaging. I'm saying they're big games. Yes, yeah, they are. You want to move on, you get a taste of that next big game that came out. That's you. You move on real quick. Right, I do. What are the stats? Stats for me is uh, I beat a total of 35 games as of now. But you played, I mean, I won't ignore that you played some some Xenoblade. I did. You know, some Played some, some Octopath. Played, played some, some Octopath. You know? Overwatch. And you put, you put big hours into those, which yeah. would have equated to a lot of my little Game Gear games. Yeah, you know it. So I'm just I'm just trying to give some perspective. I appreciate that. that. It's a low number, but it, I mean, it's a low number compared to my number. It's a lower number. Yeah. But yeah. the effort, you know, and you don't come in here beating a lot of games, but you've been playing some games. Exactly. I just want to point that out. Thank you. I want to I want to shush your haters. <laughs> it's like, a w, like I'm on stage at WWE. I got the mic. Yeah. Calling out Cena. So you went up seven. Yep. I beat 28, uh, 28 last year. Uh, it's 35 this year. 35 this year. Or do you think, now we're moving into the next episode's territory, but you think you can get that up next year, you think? I think so. Yeah. Is the Switch helping? I don't know. Is the, Probably. I mean, you're, 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 you're taking in more games. <laughs> I am. As a collector. Right. And, and a lot of those games are shorter, and you can play them anywhere. That's true. It should be helping. should be helping. I'll tell you what, it helped me. It did. Um... Mind if I move into me a little bit? No, no. Okay. Move well, on we'll, into you, baby. Move on into me. Hello, hello. <laughs> so in 2015, when I was just a lad, we were just starting this podcast, Jake. I was wearing a button-up shirt on the Wait, video. Wait, we started this cast in 2015? Yep. Yeah, it was a long time ago. We did. Yeah, it was a, there was another president when we started this podcast. That's crazy. Uh, I was wearing button-up shirts. We were sitting at like a dining table in a in an old diner yep. downtown. 
and it looked Buying real coffee. formal. It was yeah. like if you look at that footage, it's like an old like church dinner when we're having this podcast. Yeah. We had covered dishes, like PBS kind of ordeal. <laughs> I only beat forty eight games that year, and I thought that was hot. That is like forty eight games. That's like almost half hundred. You know, <laughs> exactly. I could do math real good back then. And in 2016, I upped it. I said, 65, yo, what's up? Yo. Hello. Hello I'm doing Pete. a podcast about beating games now. I'm serious. I'm serious. I told my wife, I'm going downstairs to beat games for the podcast. <laughs> Jake's coming over in a minute. And then 2017, 71, I'm still going up. I'm still climbing. Still climbing, yeah. That's it a big, big increase. It's yeah. a big year. 2018, though. Yeah. Hello, Pete. 88 games. That's crazy. hey That's 12 less than 100. That is. Dude, good. <laughs> Man, you ace that. I did. Like, you got a B. You based it. Uh, yeah, 88 games and a lot, pretty substantial ones. I will say I beat some some big ones. You beat some honkers. And I left a couple unbeaten. Okay. We'll get into that. But 88. So hats off to me. Now, I was going to ask myself. I mm-hmm. said, Travis, listen, hey, 88 games, what what will happen next year? You can, gotta, you get, can you hit the century mark? Well, you got a baby. You know, I was thinking that. But then I was looking back the last couple of weeks. I beat more games on my Switch hanging out near my sleeping baby and I haven't in a long time. That's true. But I hate to it could slow down. be the bearer of bad news, but you're going to have to go back to work at some point. We'll have to go back to work, which, honestly, I don't think it'll phase it You much. don't think it'll phase it? Okay. No. All right. Because the time that I would be at work, I've been sleeping. Okay. So any time that I would be sleeping, I've been playing the Switch. You see how it works? I do. Yeah, it's a little flippity-flop. Yeah, a little yeah, substitution. a little flippity-flippity-floop. Yeah. I actually, yeah, it's it's been great. Uh, I'm I'm almost out of shitty Game Gear games to beat, which has helped me out a little bit. But Switch games, mm. I mean, if they keep rolling those out, which I'm sure they will, I don't think they're gonna stop. Okay, good. <laughs> I will beat those. All right, so 88. Uh, I might get. I'm gonna. I'll try to get more next year. I don't know, but let's move into the superlatives. Jake' favorite RPG, and of course, once again, this will span generations. Right? Yeah, we're not. We're not. Last year we broke it down a little too much. I got a little too specific. And this year but, we did the same thing again. So but I, I think <laughs> no, we opened it up much more this year. <laughs> all right. The favorite game, uh, and again, I didn't beat all of these. Uh, my right. my candidates are Shining Force, okay. Shining Force Two, Persona Five, which I did not finish, Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle, and Chrono Trigger. Mm. Excuse me. Um, and Jake, this might come as a surprise. It's not going to. Oh, is it not going to? It's not to? going to. No. All right. Go ahead. Well, I think my favorite RPG was... Uh, I'm trying to draw it out. So <laughs> okay. Get a tail from you. Yeah. <laughs> Your face. Shining Force 2. I yeah, enjoyed I it quite a bit. I liked I, it a lot. I liked uh, I liked it one a bunch, and, and two was more of one. And that's come, that says a lot, because Persona 5 is probably... The, the best time I've had with a modern RPG. Okay. But I just, that, that old tactical RPG style from the Shining Force days. Yeah. I loved it. It's it's good times. I loved it. It's good so, times. Nice. Yeah, it was good. Persona 5 would have been a hair second. Okay. Just a little close. Hair second. Hair, just a little right there. <laughs> if I beat it, maybe. Okay. Just, I'm, you know, I didn't, I didn't finish it. Fair but enough. hey, could it, now that I haven't beaten it, it's in the it's immediately in next year's running. There you go. So there, so you, smart. there you go. There, no, there I you? go. So I really I, I looked back at what I've been playing this year, and I think I've only honestly played two what I would consider actual RPGs. And you know, I feel like there's RPG components in almost everything these days. But True. it's hard um, to yeah. some of these. Yeah. But as far as just like uh, mainline RPGs, the two that I played the most was Octopath Traveler. And Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Now, both of these are on the old Switcherooski. Mm-hmm. And. I don't know. Old Diego will like that. Yeah, yeah, that was for Diego. Uh, so, 
this is a little tough for me, but I think I'm going to have to go with Octopath Traveler as my favorite of the two. Even though I do love the Xenoblade world, there's just something so special about the combat system in Octopath Traveler, and there's such a charm to the world and the characters and the visuals. It all just works together so well, and uh, that combat system is just... Yes. <laughs> okay. I thought we yeah. were on the same page. Yeah, we're on the same page. All right. Which is anatomy. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> and Octopath's one that I, I would like to play if I can ever get through some of these big old honking boys I got. Yeah, you, know, you, need, you need to get to it. You'll enjoy I it. I think I'd like it. Yeah. All right. Favorite adventure game. Yeah. And, you know, of course, uh, Telltale shut down just yeah. gets me sad. Kibosh. Because th- those were really what got me into a lot of adventure games. Now, Pam would be sad about that because of course. she's an adventure game enthusiast, aficionado yeah. even. Yeah. And Historian, I, almost. I really, yeah, truthfully. I need her to point me in the direction of some that I can just really sink my teeth in. Um, but the ones that I did play, Bull Boy, I would consider Detroit an adventure game. Yeah. And Batman Enemy Within. Um, Bull Boy, weird. Batman Enemy Within, a little bit of a letdown. Detroit, exceeded my expectations. Okay. I mean, it looked great. I mean, yeah, it does look great. You compare it to like Red Dead, I still think it wins. You know, it's, it's really, really good. Okay. Oh yeah, uh, facially, uh, up close shit. You sure, know, okay, really good. Sure, sure. Um, there's not a lot of like environmental aesthetic, right? But yeah, um, but like the story, like I, you know, like I said, we broke it down. Like me, Briz, Musty, a few others that have played it, and talked about our stories, and everybody had a completely different experience. And mm. I think that's really cool. Nice. Uh, I worry about the replayability, just of course, because of that. But um, especially since they give the option to see. Like right, that kind of, to me takes away from the replayability. They don't give away the consequence, but they show some alternative paths you could have taken. Okay, so it's like maybe you not could as much have as gone I thought. Right, but they don't tell you what could have happened. Okay, um, but yeah, I mean, for a for an effort uh, from that, I can't remember the guy's name. David Cage. Uh, they, yeah, for, Quantic for, Dream. Quantic Dream, yes. Yeah. Uh, from that group who's, you know, they're marred a lot for some reason. They're a little maligned, and, they, and they, they bring some shit on themselves, but they make quality stories. They think ahead. I mean, they're, yeah. they're really, I would say, cutting edge in terms of, like, concept. Right. And it always sometimes it falls flat. They're no Peter Molyneux. They're not lying to you, but sometimes it's... Right. But this, I think, I think they really did deliver. Cool. I liked it. Nice. So Detroit is my favorite adventure game that I played. Very cool. I didn't play a whole lot of adventure games this year, which is odd, because I think last year that was kind of my biggest... Really? Uh, like genre. Because huh. I played a lot, you know, like uh, What Remains of Edith Finch and all these. Gone Home. Gone Home, I yeah. think I played last year. So, yeah, I had a lot of adventure games last year. Okay. This year, not so much. Uh, the two that I could think of that uh, that I definitely completed, that's because I tried to, if I had something completed in the genre, I tried to count that. Man, I could probably could have put Abzu in there, huh? You could have. I don't think you would have picked it still, but. It was okay. Yeah. Um, but the two that I had, The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit, which is was basically just one episode, um, hour and a half, two hours or so. Uh, I really liked that. I thought it was very grounded. I thought that they did a good job of um, just playing it a little more low-key than they did in Life is Strange. And I, I really enjoyed that approach. Um, cool little story. And I hope to see more. And they said we will, so I hope to see more. Good. Uh, the other is Subsurface Circular. Which sounds like a brand of saw blade. Right. Maybe. Uh, but no, this is the... Uh, the. Uh, it's a game that I played on Switch. And I think there's a sequel to it out now, which I'll probably pick up. Uh, but digital-only distribution is from Mike Bithell's team, who made Thomas Was Alone. Um, but it's that adventure game where you're like this security robot who's on the underground railway 
in this future city trying to determine what's going on with the robots. And it's just a series of conversations that you're having with these different robots that are getting on and off of the subway, essentially. And I just thought that was such an original idea. And I thought it was played very well. Like it was pretty enough to get by. It wasn't like super spectacular, but just the idea of being like a detective robot trying to like break all these robot. And I think I, this is the point where I said it sounds a lot like Detroit. Okay, maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I think we I didn't um, say that when we brought that. But like, the, yeah, the like there's there's no controls in the game. You just pick dialogue options. Oh wow, okay. You just sit there uh, while people come in and out. And I think it's, I don't know. I think it's a really original idea. So I think that's my pick because it was different and very beatable but uh yeah some really philosophical stuff in there too that i enjoyed too and that's is that uh how did you play that is that on, it's on switch on switch i think it's on pc and switch huh maybe right, on something cool. else but yeah i think it was like four bucks five bucks when i bought it all right favorite action adventure game this is a big old this is genre. a big one right this, this is, is the one that we genre. all play yeah yeah and this almost does it kind of spoil your game of the year jake it won't it won't it won't okay I'll let you describe I won't let it. that will happen. <laughs> I won't uh, let it. For me, uh, action adventure, I have um, a game that I've not quite beaten yet, Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Again, Red Dead Redemption not, 2, not quite beaten it. Right. Spider-Man, mm. Far Cry 5, okay. and Super Mario Odyssey. Okay. I consider that an action adventure game. That's the best place it'll fit. I played all those this year. What a year I had, though. Look at that. That's Look a at, great series of games. There's games I had to push off of that list, yeah. you know, truthfully. Um, I will say before I pick my winner, uh, I think in all polls everywhere, Far Cry Five got hard snub because of when it came out mm. and the years that we had with God of War and all those other right. good games. Like Far Cry Five, you know, almost if not for the, um, I can't remember the tagline for it, but the new Far Cry game coming out with the two ladies, yeah, uh, neon colored, almost right. feels like Rage Two sometimes. Yeah, you know, oh, definitely. Bit. Yeah. Uh, if not for that, a lot of people would have completely forgotten. About I think it. so. And I think it's. I think it was. A good entry into a great franchise. I saw I saw it on one list, like one journalistic end Which, of year list. I mean, it, and it was a great time. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it, but I didn't enjoy it as much. God, I don't know what I want to pick. Uh, actually, I mean, how are you not picking this as your game of the year? Let me ask you. How well, is this? Like, well, I, I might it's the same be crop of games. I, right? I, I might be, but I'm not going to show my hand. You're not going to show your hand, right? I don't understand. Okay. All right, so I guess. Um, I want to say, in terms of like the terms action and adventure. Okay. I, I, I like Breath of the Wild a lot. Okay. I like it a lot. It's a lot of action. A lot of action. And I'm having an adventure. That's now, kind of the primary action is action in that game. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, Karl Marx. Um, but yeah, like it, I haven't beaten it yet. There's a lot of recency bias, I admit. Hmm, sure. But I also just played Spider-Man. I'm playing Red Dead Redemption. I don't think Super Mario Odyssey would fit in there. It's just a really solid game. Yeah. A really solid game. Yeah. I don't know. They're all fucking good. I'm going to say Breath of the Wild was my favorite action adventure game. Fair enough. And I've not beaten it. I've only played like a quarter of it. I've defeated like one divine entity Beast. thing. Beast. Yeah. I'm loving it right now. I'll probably look on, look back on this next year and be like, man. But no. right now I'm, no, I'm happy with what I picked. Yeah, so. I don't think you will. Yep. Uh, okay, so my nominees, I guess you could say, for a favorite action adventure game are God of War, Red Dead Redemption 2, Spider-Man, and The Last of Us, because I played The Last of Us this year. Oh, that is right. Yeah, I played it right after God of War. Um, so, obviously, a great year for action adventure games. Mm. Um, Spider-Man, I mean, that kind of surprised me. Like, I knew it right. was going to be good, 
mm-hmm. but it surprised me of Doesn't how good it, it was. Kind of suck for Spider Man that it came out in a year with so many other good games. You can say that about a lot of games. You can. You can say that about Far um, Cry Five. Even I don't think it would ever win Game of the Year. There's always something a little bit bigger. Sure. But like, it's way overshadowed now. Yeah. Well, I think with with Spider Man, I think it kind of came out at the right time mm-hmm. in terms of like calendar year. Yeah, uh, gave, calendar. people definitely had a full month to to really make that yeah. game, like the primary game everybody was playing. Yeah, and it uh, it sold a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like the best selling game of the month, and it was a uh, exclusive to PlayStation. We so. declared as Polykill maybe best licensed game ever. I think it. We I think said that holds that up without doing any research. Yeah, no, I think it holds up. <laughs> it's. Real. I'm not going to do research now because there I'm was that Internet Matrix game on PS2 that was pretty sweet, <laughs> but like this, that was a pretty good game. Um, but my my answer is everyone probably predicting is God of War. Hey-o! Yeah, that game just um, it's from the future, man. Like they went into the future and got that game and brought it back to us. You think so? No, they yeah. <laughs> they did. They didn't make this thing. They went and got it from some. I feel like that future. about games now. It's crazy. And and I feel like it's uh, it's something that my dad would have said. Okay. Like if oh he, no! Yeah, yeah. I you can know? see that. Yeah. Like he's just like you know he's watching like Flip Wilson drinking beer on his couch, and then all of a sudden I show him a video game from today. He'd be like, "Where did this come from? Yeah, this exactly. is amazing." But I follow gaming, and I'm still wowed by like something that just came out. No, like, that's I, I'm with you. I felt the same way about GTA Five. I mean, I know it's not ever you know a lot of people have issues with blah, yeah blah, whatever. Again, I will say like that world, the detail. That's a creation that. You know, without that, they, I mean, obviously they have a huge team, mm-hmm. but like, how are they not still making something like that? Right. How are they not still making Red Dead? How's that ever get done? I know, right? Yeah. Like, when are they like, all right, that's good enough. Like, <laughs> wrap it. How long was it so close that they just like, ah, the tree bark doesn't look great. Like, yeah. You know, stuff like, like, like they that. literally started making or working on, throwing quotes on that, because I don't exactly know what that means, if it was just scripting or pre-production or what, but um, they started on Red Dead Redemption 2 as soon as Red Redemption 1 launched. So, oh, eight yeah. years. Eight years? Yeah. yeah. So, obviously, so it's going to have some old new to it. It's going to have some old. They're going to scale it up. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. What a time to be alive! Crazy. So yeah, God of War, my pick for action adventure. Cool man. Favorite retro game? I added this one in for myself because I do play a lot of them. I added some in because I played a lot of retro. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. Uh, For me. I played a bunch, and I left a couple off because I have them in another category because they certainly weren't my favorite retro games. I don't Mm -hmm. get that a bit, but. um, I played some good ones. I played Mega Man X with my friend Mick. Right. Uh, my wife got me a, a CIB copy of Brain Lord, a game I was very curious about. It's an action RPG. I remember this, yeah. Not yeah. quite unlike Soul Blazer, which I really, really liked for the system. Uh, Chrono Trigger, mm-hmm. a big, big, uh, you know, bucket list item. Wasn't my favorite game. I didn't have I didn't have the, the same experience a lot of people had. Right. But I'm glad I beat it, glad I played it. And Super Mario Bros. 3 was the first time I'd actually beaten it. Mm-hmm. Had dabbled for years. Never actually owned it as a kid. Um, we finally played through that so that I could actually be worthy of having a gaming podcast. Uh, I got to say, I think I'm looking back to my experience with, with Mega Man X mm-hmm. and me and Mick trying to get that... Uh, spider Boss? The Well... <laughs> Yeah, the spider boss was one thing, but we also went through this like whole thing where we tried to get this special power. Oh and yeah, we had to like we had to get kill the Hadouken, ourselves right? in this. Yeah, the Hadouken. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah, we had to kill ourselves in this pit. We weren't sure it was going. like that was that alone. Just the fact that the Hadouken was in there was pretty sweet. But of course, yeah, Mega Man X. I mean, it was just so pretty, and it was a great Mega Man game. Then I got Mega Man Eleven late, like earlier this year, and it murdered me. And I'm mad at Mega Man right now. <laughs> So nice. nice. Mega Man X, though, solid. Cool. I liked it a lot. Very nice. Yep. So I have two uh, retro games. I played more than that, but I'd never beaten Super Mario World until this year. I think we beat it on the first day of the year. 
Uh, it might be true. Year. I, I think we look. beat it on on New Year's Day. Um, but uh, and the other Super Mario Bros. Three, and there's nostalgia tied to Super Mario Bros. Three because that was one thing that I got one Christmas, and, and that you was had the to leave only early thing. for that one. I had to beat that I one did. all by my lonesome. I did. I don't remember why, but I did. Um, but playing through both of those is so good. I, I still contend that those are the two best Mario games ever made. Probably even above Odyssey, you would say. I don't know. It was on January second. Second, that's when you entered it. No, I entered it then. Okay, fine. I do not fuck around. Okay, <laughs> uh, but my pick for that is going to be Super Mario World, just because I hadn't beaten it before, um, and I really liked that final boss. I thought that was a really cool final boss fight with uh, Bowser and the little thing on top of the castle, and that was really nice. Yeah, yeah, great game, good I ending. Mean, I don't think anybody's going to dispute us. No, but uh, not. It's our show. Exactly. Favorite throwback retro game. I added this yeah, one in because I like this. couldn't find a place for it, and I played a lot of these. Um, I played Wonder Boy and the Dragon's Trap. A lot of them broke through. Actually, 100% of these broke through as soon as I got the Switch. Oh, yeah. And there's tons of those on there. So, oh, yeah. Wonder Boy, Dragon's Trap, Kamiko was great. Little little short experience, but really enjoyable. Blissful, even. Uh, yes, indeed. Blaster Master Zero, mm-hmm. Sonic Mania, and Axiom Verge are the ones that I listed here. I played a ton of others, but... A hundred percent Axiom Verge. Yeah, I knew that. I mean, it was. It, it's close to being like. I, I kind of wanted to play that. You, well, you kind of could still <laughs> by your fucking self, <laughs> <laughs> like I did. Like I will. Uh, no, it was solid, man. Uh, you know, Super Metroid is probably my top five all time. Axiom Verge is right on its coattails. That's crazy. It's, it's. I mean, it's blatant sort of. That's uh, not. Yeah. I mean, it's a blatant love of it. You know what I mean? Sure. I won't say it's a, a ripoff. Right. It's certainly quality as shit. It's good. I liked it a lot. Very nice. Uh, I have three here. I have Wonder Boy and Dragon Strap also. Um, I have Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. All right, of course. Which I enjoyed. And then I have Dead Cells, which I put here, even though it's kind of not a retro. Got a feel. Kind of feels like got it. Got a feel, yeah. I, and I, I couldn't really think of another place to put Dead Cells. You want to talk about but it. But I wanted to talk about it because I think it is one of those games that did kind of get overlooked again. Um, mm, indeed. Because I think it, it you know, got outshined by Celeste, which I still haven't played, and that's, that's why it's not one. on yeah, my list. But exactly. physical copy, pre-order start January 1st, so that's, that's what I'm going to be on for Switch. Uh, but my pick here is going to be Dead Cells because I found the, the joy in the grind, <laughs> if I may say that. Yeah, or as we do. Yeah, we do say the, that. The grind is joyful. Yes, and yes. It's, it's, it's been a while since I've played a game that was so like difficult and so overpowering that I enjoyed it, and I definitely did with this game because the mechanics are so fucking solid. Right. And uh, just you the joy. Earn it. Yeah, the joy of the exploration and, you know, starting off with 100 health, and then by the time I get to the final boss, I got, you know, close to 9,000 health. It's just seeing that it's progress. It's a rush. Yeah, it's so fun, and that final boss is a bitch. So I don't know if I'll ever beat it, but it was fun getting there. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Good times. Favorite narrative. <laughs> <laughs> Easy there, Scooby. Uh, Detroit for me, Stanley Parable, Far Cry 5, or Persona Ooh, 5. That's some good stuff there. Good I threw stuff. Stanley Parable in here because I really did enjoy that game. Yeah. I don't think it would win favorite narrative, but it is engrossing enough to have been a candidate. Nice. Uh, Detroit, I didn't actually like my narrative, but I liked the, the narrative <laughs> in general. I like the options. I like, the narrative rapper. I like Musty's story. Okay. Briz had some good stuff going on <laughs> when we talked to him about how his, his game went. Uh, mine personally wasn't great. 
Uh, Far Cry 5, good twists. Yeah. I like the twistiness. Love how they spoiled that for us at the Game Awards. That was cool. Oh, did they? They really I, did. I didn't pay attention. Yeah. That sucks. Um, but, dude, I got to say, Persona 5, that story. Yeah, you take know, your heart. As as foreign of a concept as the Persona games themselves are to me, mm-hmm. and the fact that it's very, like, it's 100% like Japanese high school based. Oh, yeah. Like it's, I mean, it's foreign on top of being foreign. Yeah. Um, it's very engrossing, especially for an RPG. I find that the stories are, are often very contrived, out of this world, unrelatable, and right. kind of goofy. But this one, you know, a little it, grounded. It, it And it tugged at the human emotion in a lot of ways. For sure. I didn't finish it, haven't finished it, plan to finish it. Um, but I like the story so far. Gotcha. So I'm going to say Persona 5. I did not see that coming. Oh, what were you going to think? Far Cry? No, that was that was me trying to make a joke about one of the songs in Persona. Oh. Should have seen it coming. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that was a joke. Okay. Some people laughed when they heard that just then. Yeah. But no, I, I am a little surprised by that. But I'm okay. glad. I'm glad. I, I, um, you know, I could have gone Detroit because of the narrative potential. Gotcha. That you can because I think it's I don't think you go wrong. I mean, you play through the game, you're going to get something interesting. But cool, I'm just really hooked by Persona Five. Nice. All right, so my candidates are God of War, Red Dead Redemption Two, and The Last of Us. This is really difficult. I really like the story of The Last of Us. I thought the game itself was a little too long, but I still like the story. We've talked about this a hundred yeah. times in the last three or four hours. It's just a little bit of a slog. Too much. Yeah. Um, but in terms of just absolute narrative. It's really difficult for me, but to pick between God of War and Red Dead Redemption Two, like really difficult. But I am going to go with Red Dead Redemption Two. You thought that was a better story? I, I, I think so. Like honestly, it could go either way for me here, but I think so. Okay. It's interesting that Red I'm Dead hasn't even enough. made my list as a narrative because I feel like I haven't even gotten to a story. Yet, you haven't, which is weird, right? Like I played yeah almost fifteen twenty hours of the game. Yeah, and I'm still just doing some stuff. Right. Interesting. Um, but yet you pick it. You loved it. I loved it. That's something. That says something. Favorite original score. Of course, we're talking about Muzak here. Yeah, boy. Persona 5, Red Dead 2, Bitch Rip Runner 2, mm. and Rhyme. Ooh. Yeah. See, Rhyme would definitely be on my list, but I beat it last year. Right. Yeah. But uh, that has very memorable music. Yeah. You know, who's going to run away with this one? Who's going to run away with this one? What do you, th- do you, what do you think? Did you try to give me a hint by saying who's going to run away with it? No. No. No, runner. that would have been funny. That would have been. <laughs> uh, but no, actually, Persona 5. Okay. That's I love that soundtrack. Sweet acid yes, jazz, man. dude. I so mean, good. it never gets old. Like, how many times do I have to hear, like, like one loading screen song? Right. But it's still catchy time, as hook. It's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love it a lot. Persona 5, original score. And I actually, for Christmas, I was looking for the uh, the vinyl for you. Oh, yeah? You're, you're not worth bucks. that much to me. No, it's, I love it's way it, too much. God damn. I mean, I got a kid to feed, dude. <laughs> No, I've looked at that before. I've eyeballed it. I'm like, <laughs> well, I guess that'll stay there. Indeed. Uh, for me, I only have two choices here because I honestly couldn't think of anything other than these two games, which... You know, the, Super Mario World's got a good score. Uh, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> but here's how I'm going to do this. I'm going to break this out a little bit because I think it's only fair. I think the best original score for a game that I played this year was God of War because I thought it supported the story. It was gorgeous. It was amazing. Um, really, really, really good. I, I might actually get the vinyl for this at some point. Mm. It's amazing. But it comes in terms of the best song, which really isn't on here, but I'm going to throw it in here. That goes to uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. So you split it. I split you it a little bit. It's got a better Overall soundtrack, but Red Dead Redemption 2 has the best song, which is May I Stand Unshaken, which gives me fucking chills when I think about it. So Really? Yeah. 
You, yeah. can, you hum it? Like, what is it? Where is Where do I see it? Where do, where You'll know. It? Is, is, so it's a story song You'll that know. comes later. Yeah. Okay. You'll all right. Know. Well, that's fun. Yeah. I like that. Uh, favorite multiplayer game, Jake? This is all you, buddy. This I is all me. Yeah, you, don't, you don't play multiplayer games. Now, last year, and maybe even earlier this year, this would have been Overwatch. But honestly, Overwatch is starting to piss me off a little bit. Why? I'm a little pissed at them. Why? They're, they're, just, they're throwing weird balancing attempts at some of these characters. There's a little nerfing. Is that what the kids say? There's a little nerfing. They nerfed it? Yeah, they did a little nerfing. Uh, I'm on a gaming podcast. (laughs) I don't know what that means. I don't know what nerf means. It means it just reduced the viable stats. football at you. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, there's just been some weird balancing issues and, like, they're, I don't know, the, the meta which is, like, the way people play the game is so sniper heavy that it's kind of just a pain in the ass to play. Uh Uh-uh. So it's not enjoyable right now. Okay. That'll shift at some point and I'll go back to it probably. But Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is my multiplayer game. Even though I have not played it with anyone, like just <laughs> I was gonna say yeah, <laughs> it just it is a multiplayer game. Where would you rank Sea of Thieves? Pretty low. Yeah. Yeah. Now that was actually the only multiplayer game I played calendar twenty eighteen. Right. Which surprised me. Because in previous yeah. years I've played online, we played Gears Online, stuff like that. None of that happened in 2018. Yeah, no. All Sea of No, you were beating Thieves. 88 games. You weren't didn't have time to, to play games with us. Credits. Yeah, you're getting credits, credits friend. I, you know, I don't. I, I shy away from the multiplayer component for some reason. You do. It's you not do. in me to, to hang out with you people. Yeah, you hate us. I don't care for you much. <laughs> you're, not, you're not worth $100 vinyl. <laughs> no, I, I totally understand that. <laughs> uh, so, all right, so that's your favorite multiplayer game. Yeah, Super right. Smash Bros. Favorite character of 2018. Now, I, re- I remember last year my choice. Was it Spikes? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but no, worse, I picked uh, the dude from Madden. Oh, I yeah. do remember that. Jesus. He was a great character, though. I really think <laughs> he was well-written. I'm sure you do. I, I really, truly believe that. I, I stand by it. It's embarrassing to have to say Madden, <laughs> yeah. but I thought it was decent. You thought it was okay. Okay, so favorite character of 2018. I have written Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. I, li- I like that. That was uh, a great interpretation of Peter Parker. The actor was, was you know, the who they modeled it after yeah. was perfect. I thought it was good. Good stuff. Uh, Arthur Morgan. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Joel. <laughs> or Joseph Seed. Now, who's now, Joseph the, Seed? I think it's from It is Converge? the villain of Far Cry 5, oh. who was amazing. Okay. I thought he was almost, he was a mix of like a David Koresh, Ooh. sort of, because he's a cult leader. Right. David Koresh and like a Charlie Manson a little bit, and I thought they did really well balancing that. Now, the game, you know, from the get-go, you can tell like it's supposed to be culty, but it's a little off the rails. Like, sure. It's not like Heaven's Gate dark, uh, but it is kind of dark. And he does a really good job, man. They, like, whoever they model, I don't even know, but they did a really good job of just making that guy just make you feel weird. Nice. Like, he just, mm, like a real, like a David Koresh. Like, he's got, like, the big glasses. Right. And he's greater than thou, and he's... That sounds cool. It's, it's neat. He's a pretty neat character. So, Joseph Seed's my choice. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So, I have three candidates here as well. I have Kratos from God of War, uh, which shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. I have Dutch Vanderlind from Red Dead Redemption 2 and Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, and Kratos, man, like I loved the way they did God of War so much because the initial trilogy that were the initial five games, if you count the PSP and the prequel, are just kind of geared to make you almost actively dislike Kratos. He's kind of a dick. He's kind of a dick. He's angry, hellbent for revenge, narrow focused, just a killing machine. 
And then you, you pop in on him here in 2018 to see what he's up to. What's he up to? And he's a different person. Got a boy. He's got a boy. Boy. <laughs> he's got a boy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just, just the turn of that character and the way he was written and his priorities and what he's trying to accomplish and protect his son from and what he's trying to run from. There's just so much depth to the character. So much more than there ever was. Like, so much more. Um, but then we have Arthur Morgan from Red 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 but I think I'm going to go you with Dutch. You're expecting big things now. Buddy, all this talk in this podcast, you, you have expecting have big old things. No idea. All right. All right. Um, I I hope it impacts you the same way. Well, well, I hope hopefully. it does. Yeah. But Dutch Vanderland's going to be my pick. Um, really? Yeah. Huh. I would have picked him last. Yeah. For for, for this. For you. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that. But I think he is just one of the most well-written characters that I've ever seen. He, he is the he is not a good person. He is at odds with everything. But he's got just this charisma about him, and he's got this trying to hold things in place, and he's trying to like inspire people and be good to people. But he's also trying to like do nefarious things, and there's there's so many layers, and it's so complex. And I think that the voice actor and the character model and everything just work together so perfectly for him that it's just like this this guy is a real person. Like I feel like I've I could have come across this guy, and. Yeah, one of my favorite game characters, period. Uh, oh. Yeah, really, 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 like specifically in this game. Um, it makes yeah. a lot of sense because I also picked someone that I observed and wasn't. Right. And I think that has a lot to do with that it helps. too. Yeah. Because they can kind of have more of an arc. Right, because a lot of the like, memorable characters in history, I look back, again, Far Cry does really well with their villains. They do. And Voss was, yeah. you know, he was a mid-boss, For but sure. he was super memorable. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, you're, you're picking a villain as well, so yeah. or a semi-villain. Yeah, I don't. I cannot give away the story, but he doesn't. He's not wholesome, right? He's and, an outlaw, and that makes him human, yeah. which is kind of neat. So that's cool. Yeah, really, cool. really, really like the character. Very cool, man. Yeah, uh, I play a lot of horror games. Yeah, you do. I, I do not. A little less this year than usual. Uh, again, me and Brian couldn't sync up a lot. We usually try to get through five a year or so. Uh, bro and because we're scaredy cats, we have to have each other to hold and love and care for once it gets real scary. Last year, Red, uh, Resident Evil 7 ran away with it. Yeah, well, that makes sense. And oh, man, I, I just, I'm sad that there wasn't something up to that this year that we played. Next year, though. Well, we ended up playing Colot, which was a game about the... Um, God, I can't remember the name of that incident, but it was about this r- Russian group of folk um, yeah. that just randomly that died. That one's always been on my radar, to an extent, I just yeah. never played it. It's you know, it's more, more of a read. That it's more of an adventure game than anything. Gotcha. So it's it's not it, it's horror. It's it's psychologically, I guess, kind of kind of creepy. Uh, Evil Within. We all played together. Me, you, we did. Riz. I thought it was okay. Yeah, like I'm just very mad on I'm that experience. I'm not scared by gore constantly. No, I need I need the psychological. I would put Colot above Evil Within in terms of like creep factor. Gotcha. But Outlast Two was. Great. Nice. Great. Not as, personally, I don't think it was as good as Outlast. I don't know if it's because the original Outlast was this just new formula of way to scare me. Sure. And then Outlast 2, I was expecting a lot of stuff. Sure. Um, still good, though. Solid. Nice. I'd say everybody should play the Outlast series if you like 
you know, you're helpless. There's not a lot of combat. It's just par- parkour, hiding, and fear, and it's great. Great five hours. That's my choice for best horror, Outlast 2. Cool. Uh, next up, one I picked because by virtue of being a retro boy and just discovering my collection, discovering myself <laughs> as I did when I was, you know, nine years old, um, wish I had those hours back. Games I played that, boy, I don't know why I stuck with that. Uh <laughs> <laughs> There's X-Men Mojo World, which was a recent addition on this podcast. Kasumi Ninja, mm. terrible port of a game to the Jaguar. Uh, Fatal Fury King of Fighters, which I didn't really talk much about on here. I did beat it. Uh, the final boss was big pain in my ass. Pac-Land, which I discussed earlier. You did. Big old heap and pile of duder. Gross. And Shining Soul. Oh, yeah. You didn't like that one. Did not. And I think of all of these games, Shining Soul might be the best made one. But it was the biggest disappointment to me, mm. and it was the most hours I sunk into a game. Because you were hoping. You believed in it. Oh, it's that shining on it. Why is it not good? You know? <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Turns out it's it's terrible. It's a Game Boy Advance shining force derivative where you just do dungeon crawls, and it's the same shit forever, and it never gets good, and yeah. it sucks. Yeah. So Shining Soul, I wish I had those hours back. You're dead to me. Gotcha. All right, Jake, what about you? I only had two on this list. I did not like Garou, Mark of the Wolves. I beat it, but... I was not enthralled with it at all. Uh, and the other one was a fairly recent beat on the Switch, which was North, which is a game I think I paid 89 cents for, so I shouldn't expect a lot out of it. But it was that uh, first-person adventure game, if you can call it any of that, because it was so horribly, shoddily cobbled together, but about being like uh, an immigrant and trying to fit in. Oh, right. Not good. Yeah, you said it was not like good. a little heavy-handed with Love the, the idea. maybe. Okay. I hate the implementation. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. That's me. That's so what I got. North goes south. Yeah. Best gaming moment. And this was, I added this one in because I couldn't find another place to put these two things. And they were, when I look back on the year, when I think of highlights. Highlights. Yeah. These games weren't the best games. Okay. Uh, highly lauded, highly touted games uh, all over your Nintendo Power growing up. Everybody mm, owned these. Of course. But they're not great. Mm. That's Double Dragon and Double Dragon 2. Right. They're tough games. They're very tough. They're agitatingly tough. They're arcade ports. They're already hard. And they come to your home system and they make them a little bit harder. Mm. And Mickey and I were determined. We will beat Double Dragon. And well, I don't know why we were determined. It's like a 10-minute game if you beat it. Um, it's crazy. But, but good luck getting that 10 minutes yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. And I remember getting super excited. He beat it first, and then he had to leave, and I had to beat it like right. the next morning. I was like, hey, man, I finally got through it. You know, pretty much copied his strategy. Let's try Double Dragon 2, and that took even longer. That was Ooh, weeks yeah. of getting together, him coming over, practicing the knee move. you got to do that knee. <laughs> you were over the night we actually beat it. I, was. I don't know if you've ever seen me that elated in my life. I have. Remember, I, like, I grabbed Mickey by the collar and was like, thrusting don't him. fuck oh, this up. Yeah, oh, yeah. We have to, <laughs> like, this is the best we've done. We're, just, we're peak drunk. Yeah, it's only downhill from here. <laughs> like if we lose here, we may never, never ever get back. Get back here. Yeah, and we beat it. And the uh, solid high fives, jumping up and down, getting excited, like a lot of hip thrusting. You know, it's it's like your favorite team won something. Oh yeah, it's like you know you beat you beat something like Spider Man or Red Dead. You just kind of put the controller down, lean back, kind of soak in the credits. But mm. like, how often do you jump up and down and high five your buddy when you beat a game? Like it has to be right. triumphant. There's you know? some catharsis there. Yeah. So beating Double Dragon two and Double Dragon. My memorable moments of beating games in uh, in this calendar year. Okay. Yeah. Now, I for some reason, I took this as something entirely different. So, 
it, it can be whether something you've done or something in the game. Okay. Well, that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going with the second option okay, here. That's fine. And I'm not going to spoil it, but I have to say what it is. So I'm just going to say when Kratos goes home. Okay. And, and people out there that have beaten the game will be They'll like, know what that ah, means. Okay. All right. They'll know what that means. That could mean two things, but it's when he looks under the bed. So now, now have you officially that. spoiled it. No, I've not officially spoiled anything. You have no idea what that means. I don't. I didn't you, know Kratos had a bed. There we go. I thought he just slept in the clouds with all the gods or something. I don't know. Right. That's how that's how Kratos gets on. <laughs> okay. Well, that's cool. So so there is a point there. So your, yeah. the best gaming moment was was when Kratos found his bed. No, looks under looks the bed. Looks under his bed. Right. All right. <laughs> Which I can react right. better to that, but all I can say is... <laughs> no, you is, shouldn't. Oh. You should. I don't want you to. Okay. But yeah, literally gave me chills. Oh, so. Yeah. What would, right, so, uh, what so, would give you if you looked under your bed? What would give you chills if you found something? What would be? What would give you chills under your bed? If I saw myself looking back, I just anybody. Uh, that's, that's fair. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I was going to go with just anybody. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, me, one thing, but if it were me, I'd be like, "Hey, want to make out?" But like, <laughs> if it was you know somebody else, if somebody else, if it was Jonah Hill, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Random. Okay. Here it is, Jake. So now here's the way we should do this. Okay. To not spoil what our runner-up is, we should do our runner-up second so say what are is the runner up the most important thing no i'm confused so i think the way that runner up is number two uh-huh. our pick is number one right right right. we should say what our number one pick is that way it doesn't spoil what our number two is oh i think years would give it away easily it definitely would i actually don't know yet <laughs> <laughs> you better figure it out boy i know i know <laughs> now, the, now when we say game of the year 2018 we're talking about games that we've beaten released in 2018 that's or, fine that's what I was kind of interpreting it as. That's fine. Yeah. You played some games released this year. I did. I played four. Yeah, you did. Persona 5. Nope. That was no, I didn't. I'm sorry. Uh, Far Cry 5. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man. Right. Red Dead and... Detroit. Detroit. But you didn't beat Red Dead. Didn't. No. Um, no, I didn't. So... You can interpret this however you want. Okay. I'm fine with that. I'm doing I'm doing Game of the Year. It came out in 2018 that I played. Okay. Okay. Um, I think, oh, baby, I think my runner-up has to be, would you just say not to do runner-up first? You can do that It doesn't first. matter for me. It doesn't matter for it you as much. It would matter for you. I, I think it matters for two for you yeah. specifically. Okay, okay, <laughs> good. Uh, my runner-up, I think, has to be Spider-Man. Okay. And I loved it. So good. I loved it. Any other year, I think it's I think it's my number one. It's yeah. just I I devoured that map up and down. I loved every second of it. I tried Swing to get it. as much. I almost I tried to platinum it if the if the the crimes weren't the crimes are hard to trigger. That's that's yeah. a bit of a pain. So I love that one, uh, which makes my game of the year a game that I've not beaten, Jake. Okay. And I love I love Red Dead. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll go to the tallest <laughs> building and and fake <laughs> Spider Man Manhattan and scream it. It's so good. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption. And I've barely scratched the surface. Yeah. But I think I can see the makings of a great game. Yeah. I can see the makings of a world I'd love to like be trapped in and live in. The possibilities to me are still seemingly endless. Oh yeah. Um. Dude, I felt that way fifty hours in. Right. No. No lie. Now, if you were asking me if it's my favorite like game that I played in 2018, mm-hmm. it'd be close. I think I might be having, honestly, more fun with Breath of the Wild. That makes sense. Because it has a game loop. It has an unknown, like, in terms of, like, what kind of boss am I going to see? You know, right. I'm getting uh, RPG elements. Red Dead, I'm, I'm, I mean, it's a cowboy simulator, which I love. Yeah. But it's not, um, it's more simulator than, than game. game. Yeah. If it makes sense. I can see that. Um, but I love 
everything. I love the three games I just said. Yeah. With all my heart. I know you I'd do. I'd marry them all. <laughs> I would, I'd fuck and marry both of them. I wouldn't kill any of those Don't games. Don't kill any of them, nope, yeah. I would not. Take that option off the table. All right, Jake. All right. Big so, for you. What's it going to be? Yes, you play a lot of contemporary so, games. I Let's, do. I do. I mean, just off the bat, uh, you just bought smash and right? said it was your favorite multiplayer game you've only owned it for like yeah, a week. nine hours yeah so i mean where are you at what are you thinking so i think it's pretty obvious what my my potential two here are so i'm going to go into discourse quick discourse about the two of them so it's obvious that these two are going to be god of war or red dead redemption or and red dead redemption too uh i think that and here's my arguments so I'm going to present my arguments, and then I'm going to dispel what the game is going to be. Okay. So <laughs> I'm engaged. <laughs> so here's what I'll say. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is the best open world that I've ever been in, bar none. It is the most cared for, most detailed, most dynamic in every single way, whether it's the wildlife, the random encounters, the side missions, all the things that you can do all the systems, whether it's the hunting and the tracking and the skinning and the fishing and the, you know, making sure your horse is clean and making sure your horse is fed and, you know, picking the right stirrups and changing the color of your saddle blanket and getting the hats and, you know, just, there's so much to do and it's all very do it or not, but it's there and it's done well. It's not, nothing is half-assed. And then you layer on top of that, a story that's phenomenal, great characters, just expansive game, massive game. Um, the problem that I have with it is that it is a the best version of an old system. You know, the game structure is not forward thinking. It's something from ten years ago. It's something that we've played before. Like I said, it's you start here, you ride to the mission. They tell you what the mission is on the way. You do the mission, and then you go back or you don't. And that's something that's a little archaic. You know, it's archaic, but it doesn't feel like it doesn't fit. Right. It makes sense mm. contextually. Um, and I think that is the upside of it, but it is something we've seen before. If you take God of War, that's something I'd never seen before. You know, a 30 hour steady cam shot, no breaks. There's no loading screens. It's just massive Norse world with gods and monsters and this story of redemption and fatherhood. And it's just this big tragic fucking thing, you know? Mm, mm. I mean, tragic in the Greek sense, not in the. Not like your life since. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, but it's it's a forward-thinking game. I've never played a game like this at all. That's, that's why earlier when I was like, it's from the future. Because like right. this game does not feel like anything else that you'll play right now. There's nothing else like it. Um, so, that being what's it said... What's going to be, Jake? I don't know what's going to be. You didn't there's, like, there's, I don't right, know. So, so, we have a perfect version of something that we've played before. Uh-huh in Red Dead Redemption 2. And then you have something that's brand new that you've never played before that also feels kind of perfect. So it's kind of... I see. Right now that kind of gives me a lean. Yeah. So, but... Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just going to splurt it out. Splurt it out? Splurt it out. Gross. My game of the year 2018 is Red Dead Redemption 2. Well, you splurted yeah, it out. I splurted it out. Now, I know everyone thought Is it that one was, fucking song? Is that what it was? It's all of it, man. It's all of song. it. The whole song, start <laughs> to finish, the whole three and a half minutes. No, I, I just think that I can't tell you the last time I played a game for 90 hours in like a month. Nothing yeah. else has ever hooked me like that. And it hasn't I, been I, why you've been on this fucking podcast. <laughs> tell you that much. Yeah. You've played 90 hours of any fucking shit. <laughs> but I can't, I can't overlook that, right? You know, no, that's I had a great time with God of War. I played through it in a week and loved it, but I haven't looked back. I want to play it again. Honestly, I want to play both of these again, but I 
just with Red Dead, it was just like I was compelled to play it because I was having so much fun, and I, I can't I can't negate that. Even though it, it's a little broken in places, and it's something I've kind of seen before in terms of the game systems, just all of it together is just yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. You're you're a you're a beard sporting. Yeah, you're you're a lone wolf flannel wearing. <laughs> You like to you wearing a you wearing a shirt about boxing people, yeah. you fighting people in the face. You you know you like you like cold weather. Yeah, you like sipping coffee. You you know when it. it's cold. You like you go outside when it's cold without your shirt on just to sip coffee because you think that makes it taste better. You like rum, uh, just on your pancakes. I think it's a perfect game for you. Yeah. I was actually going to be a little surprised if you picked God of War just because I think. You are more attracted to like, and I don't know how this story shakes out, but it feels like more of a, it feels more of a lone wolf kind of game. Mm. Like you're you're by yourself, whereas this uh, this other game is more wholesome. This, right, this God of War. God of War. It's definitely, yeah. And, that's a good way to look uh, at I th- it. I think you kind of like you're more. Uh, you said you use the word tragic, and I think you're more drawn to that kind of thing. I think that gives yeah. you some kind of. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's, you're, it's more attractive as a as a story because it's because it is tragic. Right now. I don't want to overshadow God of War. I of really don't. Because no, no, no. honestly, it's it might be the best game I've ever played still in terms of just a video game. It's so bizarrely ahead of its time. The yeah, acting was great. Experience, you, you but in terms of like a, a... Yeah. Because like God of War is like this grandiose tale that feels amazing. It's epic. It's like something out of a book. You know, it's massive yeah but red dead was just like this is a video game that's a lot of fun and has a great story and will hook you and it's just it's a little different you know so fair enough man hey you don't gotta you don't gotta pick them apart too much yeah i mean if i could and maybe i could they're co-game of the year but yeah but then we ain't gonna let you get away with right. that no one will i don't even remember what i picked that's that's how <laughs> in, insignificant you picked red dead i did okay yeah. cool yeah, I yeah, yeah spider-man yeah, yeah. was a runner-up yeah yeah i agree with that that's yeah. a good idea <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, well, Jake, how long have we been going here? Been, uh, uh, we are at one hour, 51 minutes. It's been our longest. Yeah. And we want to thank everybody for hanging on. We know it was probably painful, especially when I got to talking about X-Men, Mojo World, and Kasumi Ninja. <laughs> Bad games. Uh, Shining Soul, not great. But we appreciate everybody for sticking through not only this podcast, but 2018. Yeah, it's been a great year for the show. 2019, we're looking for, for more goodness. Yeah. Little wrinkles here and there. we got a lot of things planned. Uh, both, uh, you know, live stuff, travel stuff, and just fucking guests and yep. podcasts. We, you know, we, we want to keep it going in 2019, so stick around. Next week, we're going to talk about our new resolutions mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of stuff coming down the pipe. So thanks again for checking out episode 82 of the Polykill Podcast. And until next time, we'll, we'll wait, how do I usually end? Until, Your handle, ne- yeah. until next time, I'm Trav Plays Games. This is Polykill. <laughs> Jake's <I'm>, over there. <laughs> I'm Jake. I'm at the McAxel, and we'll see you next time. See you. Uh, see you next time. You say. You say something else. Peace. Yeah.